I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all We all know it's coming and it's not going to be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you going to do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds, it's called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says, your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, 
refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Do you hear the people say? 
singing the song of angry men. It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Will you join our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is a duty all the people who will not be strange again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a light around the sun. for a militia. Casting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. Let's say you wanted to control a country. How would you start? We'd want to make sure you had the complete obedience of everybody inside your borders who was authorized to use deadly force. You would start with the military and then federal law enforcement and move your way down ultimately to agencies like the IRS. Controlling the guns would be a top priority for you if you ever wanted to go dictatorial, if you wanted to be baby doc. But let's say you had deeper ambitions. Let's say you wanted the power not simply to control people's behavior, 
but to control how they think, not just their bodies, but their minds, as a god would. In that case, you need to take charge of the society's taboos. A taboo is something that by popular consensus is not allowed. A taboo may not be illegal, but it doesn't need to be. Over time, social prohibitions are more powerful and more enduring than laws. Societies are defined by what they will not permit, as are famously religions. Muslims don't eat pork, neither do Orthodox Jews. Traditional Christians oppose extramarital sex, the Amish avoid electricity, and so on. American society isn't overtly religious, but it's governed by taboos, and it always has been. What's interesting is how fast our taboos are changing. This is not happening organically. What we're allowed to dislike is being dictated to us from above, sometimes by force. Until fairly recently, for example, it was taboo in this country to attack people on the basis of their race. That was the main lesson of the Second World War, we were told, again and again. The one thing we learned from the Nazis is that it's dangerous to reduce human beings to their genetic code. There is no master race. That made sense, but apparently we no longer believe it. Punishing people based on their skin color is not only permitted in modern America, it is mandatory throughout business and government and higher education, as long as the victims are white. At one time, that would have been unimaginable. So with the current behavior of our politicians. As recently as the 1992 presidential campaign, adultery was considered disqualifying for anyone seeking higher office. Bill Clinton was very nearly derailed in the New Hampshire primary by his affair with Jennifer Flowers. Clinton went to elaborate lengths to lie about the relationship because he had no choice. But he was the last presidential candidate who had to meet this standard. By 2008, it was obvious to anybody who was paying attention that Barack Obama had a strange and highly creepy personal life. Yet nobody ever asked him about it. By that point, a leader's behavior within his own marriage, the core relationship of his life, had been declared irrelevant. It was Barack Obama's business, not yours. One by one, with increasing speed, our old taboos have been struck down. Those that remain have lost their moral force. Stealing, flaunting your wealth, striking women, smoking marijuana on the street, shameless public hypocrisy, taking other people's money for not working. All of these things used to be considered unacceptable in America, not anymore. So it probably shouldn't surprise us that the greatest taboo of all is teetering on the edge of acceptability, child molestation. A generation ago, talking to someone else's children about sex was widely considered grounds for a thrashing. Touching them sexually was effectively a death penalty offense. When Jeffrey Dahmer was bludgeoned to death in the bathroom of a Wisconsin prison in 1994, the Milwaukee district attorney had to caution the public not to turn Dahmer's killer into a folk hero. Jeffrey Dahmer had molested and murdered children. People felt justified in celebrating his death. 25 years later, that standard had changed dramatically in the state of Wisconsin, as in the rest of the country. In the summer of 2020, during the BLM riots in Kenosha, 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse defended his life from a convicted child molester called Joseph Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum was trying to kill Rittenhouse, so Rittenhouse shot him in self-defense. But it was Joseph Rosenbaum whom the media cast as the victim of the story. Kyle Rittenhouse, meanwhile, an underage boy fending off violence from a child molester was denounced as the villain. Ultimately, he was indicted for murder. One of the things that this tells us is the people who run our country no longer see child molesters as the worst among us. It's never been more obvious than it was yesterday when the Wall Street Journal 
ran a long expose about kiddie porn on Instagram. Instagram, the journal found, quote, helps connect and promote a vast network of accounts openly devoted to the commission and purchase of underage sex content. Instagram connects pedophiles and connects them to content sellers of child pornography. In one instance, the paper discovered that Instagram was recommending the phrase incest toddlers to users who'd expressed interest in similar material. By the way, no one at Instagram denied that any of this had happened, nor did Mark Zuckerberg, who controls the company. The journal story was accurate. It was all pretty shocking, but not as shocking as what happened next, which was effectively nothing at all. The largest circulation newspaper in the United States revealed that one of the world's most influential companies was promoting pedophilia, and nobody in power did anything about it. The Justice Department did not announce an investigation. Congress did not schedule hearings. The guy who runs Instagram, Adam Mosseri, still has his job. In fact, Mosseri's last tweet, which is pinned, is a video of himself bragging about how effective Instagram's algorithm is. Keep in mind as you watch this, it's real. People often talk about the algorithm, but there is no one algorithm for Instagram. There are many algorithms and ranking processes we use to try to personalize the experience to make it as interesting as we can for each and every person who uses Instagram. We believe in this idea of personalization. What you're interested in and what I'm interested in is different, and so therefore your Instagram and my Instagram should be different. <laughs> what you're interested in and what I'm interested in is different, Masseri explains patiently, so your Instagram feed will be different from mine. You're interested in children, that's why you're getting all the incest toddler posts. It's a highly personalized experience. That tweet is still up tonight. Of course, everybody at Instagram, in fact, everyone everywhere in authority, will still claim to think that child molestation is bad, but the tone has changed unmistakably. When they say it's bad, they mean it in a kind of abstract way. Bad like a civil war in Central Africa is bad. You wouldn't prefer it, but there are reasons it happens. That's why we now refer to pedophiles as minor attracted persons, because honestly, who can judge? These people are a sexual minority, so pause before you attack them. And in any case, it's not like pedophiles are barging into the Capitol building to sit in Nancy Pelosi's chair or asking uncomfortable questions about the last election. For miscreants like that, no punishment is too harsh. So far this month, the FBI's Washington field office has issued 11 press releases. 10 out of 11 have been about January 6th. Keep in mind that January 6th happened more than two and a half years ago. Now you know why the feds were ignoring kid touchers on Instagram. They're too busy to respond. They've got much more important things to do, like finding white supremacists. White supremacists are America's new child molesters. We've got zero tolerance for white supremacists because no one threatens the life of this country more than they do. Here's Joe Biden once again making that very clear last month. To stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say wherever I go. Pardon the feedback, but you heard the point. White supremacy is the most dangerous threat to the American homeland. Joe Biden just told us that. It's more dangerous than the threat of nuclear war with Russia. It's more dangerous than the threat of the Mexican drug cartels, who've already killed hundreds of thousands of Americans and are now in control of swaths of our southwestern states. White supremacy is that bad, Joe Biden says. In fact, it's worse. 
But what is it? That's the question. Can anyone in authority actually define white supremacy? What is it? Is white supremacy liking white people too much? If so, that's going to put those of us with white children in a pretty tough spot. Or is white supremacy something much more obviously bad, like trying to expel all non-whites from America and creating some kind of ethno-state? If that's Joe Biden's definition, what exactly is the scope of this threat? How many people are currently working on this American white ethno-state project? And what are the chances they're going to pull it off? Our guess is not very many and precisely zero. But we can't say for sure because no one has showed us the numbers. These are not rhetorical questions. When the President of the United States describes something as the worst possible crime Americans can commit, you have a right to know what that crime is. You used to have that right. Under our pre-revolutionary legal code before George Floyd, questions like these were easy to answer. A crime was defined as something that an elected legislature had explicitly banned, usually an act that hurt somebody else. In America, crimes were described precisely with words in English and then preserved in books, which you could read yourself. If you ever wondered whether you were committing a crime, you could just look it up. You could know for sure whether you were a criminal. Now you can't. And needless to say, that's the point. The point of the exercise is to keep you off balance, to keep you afraid. When no one's willing to define the offense, you can't be sure whether or not you're committing it. You could be accused at any time and everything you have taken from you. You live in fear. Remember this guy? Emmanuel Cafferty was driving near a Black Lives Matter protest in Poway in his SDG&E truck when he says he noticed somebody following him and trying to get his attention. Later, that person posted a picture of him making what some believed is a white supremacy symbol on Twitter. Cafferty says he had no idea about any white power symbols and was just cracking his knuckles outside his window when the picture was taken of him. Later that day, he says he was notified by SDG&E that he would be suspended pending an investigation. And a few days later, he was fired. What that man did was so offensive, as you just saw, that local news had to blur the photograph of his hand. He was fired from his job. His life was destroyed for cracking his knuckles. He didn't know cracking his knuckles was racist in his defense, but then nobody did until the day that poor Emmanuel Cafferty was unwise enough to crack them. When a crime has no definition, anyone can be guilty of it. It's hard to relax in a country like that. The old system was better. Government operated on the basis of laws, not amorphous moral terror. Politicians couldn't accuse you of something they couldn't define. The legal code was straightforward. Child molestation was a crime. Having unfashionable opinions was not. Outside of the public sphere, the population mostly governed itself, as it does in every society, and used taboos to do it. You knew what was allowed and what wasn't because the rules didn't change very often. The taboos were organic. They derived from collective experience and instinct the two most reliable guides to life. They evolved for a reason. They still do. Our job at this point is to protect them, despite the hectoring, the nonstop hectoring from the people in charge. You know the outlines of right and wrong. You're born knowing them. So don't let them talk you out of what you can smell. Don't let them rationalize away your intuitive moral sense. Cling to your taboos like your life depends on them, because it does. Cherish and protect them like family heirlooms. That's exactly what they are. 
Younger people say the news is full of lies. Two hundred and thirty-nine And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. V Lynn. Hello, Patriots. I am uh, I am hiding tonight. <laughs> wish it was a better day. I am in rough shape. Yeah, she had a little. I scratched my cornea. She got a little eye infection. Going so uh, no, it's not infected. Well, it's damn near. Like it's not gooping at all. No, it's, it's not just, gooping. It's, it's just painful. It's light sensitive and yeah. painful. Like I scratch. I got something underneath my contact lens, and it scratched my cornea. And yeah, I could barely open my eyes. So, so she's gonna be. I'm I'm literally hiding under this hat. It's much better than it was. I'm in glasses, which I know y'all have never seen me in glasses and you never will because I'm hiding under this hat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so hopefully it'll be better by tomorrow, but we'll see. So. Okay. Anyway. I did have a very productive day, though. Did you? I did. What did you do? Well, I, I painted half of the pool house. Half of it? Yeah. yeah. Behind the bookshelf. And I painted the bookshelves and I built another bookshelf and I started putting books up. I got four boxes emptied. All that done and four boxes emptied before I had to come in and set up the show. Yeah. And I took a nap in the middle. Yeah, I know. Because I literally could not keep my eyes open. I went out and did dude shit. I know. I mean. You like you did Mexican dude shit, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Getting back to your roots. Yes. Yes, yes. Getting back to the yard. Yes. It looks beautiful, by the way. It does. Yeah. Doesn't it? I went out to the side yard to collect the ducks. It looks good, doesn't looks it? Looks very good. Yeah. Now that yeah. the weed whacker works. Yeah. Did you run over my coffee trees again or did my uh, my... My stakes work. No, your stakes work, but My now flags. you're going to have to go out there and mow it. That's fine. You have to push the lawnmower out there. Actually, I'll make Liam do it, but okay. <laughs> wow, what an asshole. No, he already said that when-, uh, when Mom, I was, I'll do it. He did. He was like, I guess I'll have to mow over there now. And I was like, yes, you will. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Anyway. So obviously the big news of the night um, is uh, what's going on with Trump. Trump's indicted. Uh, really quick before we even get to that. A couple of things I want to just mention there. First of all, that was a really uh, well thought out episode by Tucker. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. He hit all the T's. A little insinuation about o Obama yeah. being gay. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Tucker was going down the road that... Big Mike, Big Mike is Big Mike. <laughs> it's a transmission. It's got a fucking hog's leg hanging in between its legs. I mean, a little sketchy private life. I mean, come on. Tucker was dancing around it. He didn't say that fucking Mike's a transmission, but pretty much he said Mike's a transmission. I'm just saying. You Big know. Mike. <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought it was a good episode. I thought Tucker had that shit rolling. I really did. I thought that was well put together. I mean, he listed out the the from the miners sexually addicted to January 6th to the white power and Joe Biden and how white supremacy is the biggest threat. No, white supremacy is not the biggest threat we have to fear. The biggest threat we have to fear are the fucking six million Chinamen that just came running across our southern border and the other fucking eight million fucking Mexicans that came running across our border, too. 
That's what we have to fear. We have an open southern border. It's more open than a gay dude's asshole. That shit is gaping. That's our problem. But Joe Biden, he needs to redirect our power back to us because we, because we're white and we just happen to be here in the U.S. and we happen to be patriots, we happen to believe in this country, we are the domestic terrorists. Well, and then they went out and charged Trump with 37 crimes, of, as far as I'm concerned. Bullshit. When... <clears throat> so... Vlin being the great <laughs> independent journalist that she is, we have the charging sheet. I've got everything right here, the 47 some odd fucking pages, bullshit. And when I start reading it, right, got into the first page, roll into page two. When I roll into page two, I stroll across this little problem that I have. Right off the bat, we start talking about an executive order, 13572. 13572 was just re-signed last month. 13572 was just re-signed last month, which concerns the privileges that the president has, well, when it comes to classified documents. Joe Biden just signed that executive order last month. They waited exactly 30 fucking days, 30 fucking days, and they charged Donald Trump the 30th day. Why? Because they had to wait 30 days for the executive order to take place. To hit the registry. Yep. Mm, isn't that fun? So when I look at this indictment, and I've looked at several indictments in my time, I can mm -hmm. tell you right now, <laughs> when I get to that paragraph, nope. Nope, bullshit. Call him bullshit right off the bat. I mean, that is literally straight up tyranny. Yeah. He oh. is, he is enacting law with the power of the pen in order to persecute his political opponent. Now, on the other hand, there is some new information in here, which we were not privy to before. And because we are an honest show and we call the facts as they are facts, according to this indictment, it talks about... Um, another occasion on two occasions in 2021, Trump showed classified documents to others as follows in July, 2021 at the Trump national golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, which we never heard about this before during an audio recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance. Trump showed and described a plan of attack that Trump said was prepared to him by the Department of Defense and senior military officials. Trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. Trump also said, as president, I could have declassified it. And now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. That, by the color of the law, that's illegal. What Trump just did right there is illegal. You cannot do that. At that point, he did not have the legal authority to do that. That's an issue. That's a very large issue. That's one Trump's going to have to answer for. Look, Trump's a big boy. He's got big boy panties on. He pulled them up a long time ago.
He's going to have to answer for that. That is the legal definition. If this is true, my problem with this is when I get to this point, I've already found something that is factually a problem. Ethically a problem. Morally. Morally a problem. Morally a problem. Mm. Because Ask Clown went and changed the executive order. That's my initial issue with this indictment. My second issue with this indictment, if this is true, and this is fucking sad, because when is it that I ever thought that I would be saying if the FBI is telling the truth? Because the truth is, we have no idea who's fucking telling the truth. As far as we know, they're both fucking lying to us. Yeah, where is that information coming from? That is my next question. So skip ahead here. You want to close that because I'm afraid it's going to make it. Well, I, I was trying to find your clips, but I, it's all in. There's a couple in Joe the Spy and the rest are in the Don. That's what I was going to was the Don just to bring it up. So we had it available just in case. Blah, 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 blah. They showed a lot of um, documents, supposedly how they were stored in Mar-a-Lago. As I went through this, I was like, really? They were trying to be. They were trying to say that there was documents. They said that there were documents stored in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Then they said, well, there were no classified documents stored in the bathroom, but there were documents stored in the bathroom. So that doesn't matter. That was my point. I was like. I'm, so I'm why pretty you sure that Trump's bathrooms are like the size of our house. Why did you write that in there is my question. It was like, there's a lot of, if I was correcting this, I would have gone through this. This thing would have looked like she had her period on it. I swear to God, because I would have crossed the lines out because they put extra sentences in there that they didn't need to put in there. But somebody in their right mind said, this is proper English and pushed it through. Did Stephen King write it? I, I'm sitting here going, there's some, it's, it's weird wording. Very weird worrying. For instance, when asked whether he knew where Trump's boxes were, this is according to, um, this is they're going after his then legal secretary, whatever the guy's name is. He's also, there's eight people. His valet. Yeah, there's eight people that are named in the indictment. Um, but he said, uh, when interviewed by the FBI in 2022, whether he knew the location, the movement of the boxes, Nara said, um, made a false misleading statement and set forth count 38 of this indictment, including falsely stating, stating that he was not aware of Trump's boxes being brought to Trump's residence for his review before Trump provided 15 boxes to Nara in 2022. He also falsely, according to this, stated that he, now, now look, there's some shit here also that I heard today that I don't like. Who's saying it's false? Well, NARA is. Okay. Uh, NARA is the National Agency for Records Review in Washington, D.C. They're the guys from the National Archives. They're the National Archives. Guys. Okay. Anyway, um, one of the big things that they're also talking about in here is that Trump didn't cooperate. Yeah, he did. Well, technically, no, he Technically, he did, but he didn't at the same time. He was 
playing hardball with him, which I don't blame him for. One of the biggest documents that they were going after was Crossfire Hurricane. That I've already had confirmed to me. That has been confirmed to me by somebody within the Trump camp. And I can tell you right now, they were going after Crossfire Hurricane. Problem is they didn't find Crossfire Hurricane. But the other issue is they found a whole lot of other documents that were still classified. Now, granted, Trump had the power back in the day to declassify those. And under the Presidential Records Act, he had that authority to still have those records and maintain those records. Now, the issue here is, or the issue that I see here is, um, and if I don't even I don't even consider this an issue, really. What I consider this is civil matter, which is what it should be. This is not criminal. This is a civil matter because what they're going after is something that Trump has and they want back. They want all the notes and all the investigation stuff into Crossfire Hurricane. Why? Because in Crossfire Hurricane, you find out about the money that goes to Obama. Mm -hmm. In Crossfire Hurricane, you find out that everything started with Obama going after Mike Flynn specifically, even though I don't like Mike Flynn. You all know that. You all know I hate Mike Flynn. However, Obama mm, was the one who originally went after Mike Flynn. He was the one that said, go after him. It wasn't anybody else. It wasn't Joe Biden. It wasn't Hillary Clinton. It was Barack Hussein Obama. Why? Mike, yeah, Flynn, Mike Flynn knew that $9 million went to Joe Biden that was then forwarded on to Barack Obama. Where did it come from? Ukraine. What have we been talking about for years now? What did I do the whiteboard episode on? What did I show you? All of the shit laid out. Everything goes back to Ukraine. His son was employed there, not because kids just send their kids off to Ukraine and they get fucking $3 billion jobs. No. His son was employed in Ukraine because money was being laundered through Ukraine, coming back to the United States and being cleaned and stuck in Barry Hussein Obama's account. That's how he went from only $1.2 million when he entered office to leaving office at $224 million because it was sent back to Ukraine. It was cleaned in Ukraine and sent right back to the U.S. Not only were they sending kids. You mean kids, every single person in America didn't buy his book? No. Not, not only were they selling kids, not only were they trafficking kids, but they were also cleaning money. Taxpayer money. Taxpayer money. Our, which, our money. Which is worse. Well, at the time it was Ukrainian taxpayer money. Now it's our taxpayer money. It's, they took all the money from the Ukrainians. Now they're taking it from us. It, it's really your money. At the end of the day, it's really your money. The point is they took that. They sent that to Ukraine. Ukraine cleaned it for them, turned them into cash equitable deposits, sent them back to the U.S. And now Joe and Hunter and Barack all look cleaner than shit. Okay, not not to go off topic here, but but... Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Hillary under indictment when she deleted 33,000 emails? And, she was. And then and Comey like dropped the indictment. Bleach, 
bitted her Correct. servers and like took hammers to her and then her phones and, and and then Comey just said, well, it, she didn't do it on purpose, so there's there's really nothing to charge Correct. her with. Okay. Um. Doesn't that still apply here? I, I would think. I would think. You know, that I mean, would, just you know, to, to equal justice under the law, there's a precedent now. No, there's no equal justice because the point mm. is, is that there's two different justice systems. There's for those, and then there's for us. And what's for us is harder on us than those. Think about it. Go get arrested tomorrow. One of you all go get arrested tomorrow. Do me a favor. Let's do a science experiment. No, thank you. I'll go get arrested tomorrow. Somebody else please, go get arrested in the Midwest. Somebody get arrested on the West Coast. And let's see what happens. Can we not? I guarantee that the three of us that get arrested will stay in jail, jail longer than anybody else. Can, Why? Can we not do that, please? And I want you to identify as a MAGA Trump supporter. Because we're going on vacation in like two weeks. So. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I, I'm just saying, look at it. Seriously, if we go get arrested, there's two different, you, you've already seen it. You saw it in January 6th. You've seen it with what's happened to the January 6th defendants. This is bullshit. We know it's bullshit. It's been going on for fucking a minute. But we're letting it go, America. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? I thought we were patriot. Oh, yeah, Mick's calling you on it. Yep, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm asking because... Uh, just for a friend, because I thought we were patriot. I thought when we got to this point that. Are we there yet? I, it, it's going to get bad because Tuesday, Tuesday morning when they indict him on all three, because he's not indicted yet. Understand the only thing that happened was a grand jury convened. They returned with a true bill of indictment. Donald Trump has not been indicted until he sits in front of a fucking judge and a judge reads this 67 page piece of bullshit to him 50 pages now it's technically actually i think it printed on 25 all, pages so. it, it's tech no it didn't okay. no it didn't trust me it did not mm -hmm. um i i i think it's it's crap um i don't know how they got a grand jury in miami to even see this or hear this um, actually, I'm sorry. They're going after two people in this indictment is Donald Trump and Waltine Nawada. Who? Nawada. It was his former secretary or something. His like valet. That. Yeah. Something like that. Which they said that Trump moved boxes. They said Trump picked up boxes and moved them in this indictment. Okay. They said Trump bent over pick up three boxes and walked back out to the car with them. Okay. When he was still president in the United States, by the way. Okay. Well, it was at 1150 or 11. It's like 1159 or something. It was something early. It was before he went on his drive down the road. So if he bent over and pick up boxes, you know, I know Trump's done a lot of shit. Trump's a good guy. Normally when Trump does a lot of shit. For instance, somebody who got their tire changed or helped Trump get his tire changed. Mm -hmm. Trump never stepped out of his car. No. His driver got out of the car. His driver put the tire on. His driver got help from another driver mm -hmm. who helped him out. Mm -hmm. That happened, but Trump never stepped foot out of the car. No. 
to hear that Donald Trump bent over and picked up three boxes of papers and specifically took them out to the car by himself. You'd think that had been all over the news. You know? I mean... Do you not see what I'm getting at here? Does that not <clears throat> sound... Trump hires people to do pretty much everything for him. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Yeah. He's got the money for it. Like, seriously, if it was still a thing, Trump would probably hire someone to wipe his ass. Yes. Yeah. If they still had designated ass wipers, and I'd yes. do it. I would do it for, for 60 grand a year. I would do it. I'm, That's a good paycheck. Okay. It, the, it's a shitty job, but it's a good paycheck. You need to get paid more than that. And th this is why I'm sure he has beautiful bidets in every shitter. But regardless, um, Trump did not bend over and pick up three boxes. No. All no. at once Take, or one at a time? All at once. Really? All at once. According three to boxes. Because yes. I tell you what, I spent a good portion of the day moving boxes of uh, yesterday and today because when I'm doing the pool house, it took everything out of the pool house, organizing it, figuring out what we're keeping, what's going in the yard sale, what we're just getting rid of, um, you know, and moving boxes there's a lot of boxes of documents in fact most of your medical records were in there yeah, got two huge boxes I, I tell you what so if he's moving boxes of documents i'm, I'm assuming they're probably bankers boxes right well the the, the ones with the, doc the, lids. the document yeah. boxes yeah. right they're called yeah. bankers boxes document boxes it's what you know it's what we would keep all documents librarian in. boxes but okay. yeah yeah one of those boxes full of papers is pretty heavy okay it's probably a good 60 pounds. With my guns, I can lift two at a time. There's no fucking way I'm I'm balancing three. First off, it's super awkward. They're narrow and they sit between yeah. your elbows and you you're always I mean, and in. I I know Trump's a big guy, six foot something. I just I just don't see it. I don't see him I mean, I don't over. see shit right now, but I really don't see that. <laughs> you really don't see shit. But I don't see Trump bending over to pick up three no, boxes. No. Not when he, normally guys like that, they look around and they go, Yeah, you got a healthier bag. You pick that up. Exactly. I, I mean I'm being dead serious. I'm not arguing. He's like 75 I, years old. I don't blame the guy. And who would let a 75-year-old president of the United States pick former, up three boxes? He was still president at the time. You just said that yeah, it was well, before he did the drive down. So tell me how <clears throat> Secret Service is gonna let him pick up three boxes. No, that's not happening. Never in a million nope, years. Nope, nope. Nope. I know those guys way too well. <clears throat> There's no nope, fucking way. Nope. 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 I'm calling bullshit there's, on that one. There's no way that a president picks up his own shit at that house. Yep. The only time I've seen it done is when the president shoes people away because they've got ushers. They've got, I'm telling you that white house is loaded. They've got all sorts of bellmen, the whole bit. They it's a, it's like a fully staffed fucking hotel there. Yeah. The president is not walking out, especially the last day in office carrying his own luggage. That's not happening. You're not going to get an image of the president of the United States doing that. And, and Lindsay, you're right. DC is the most surveilled city in probably the world. And on top of that, the white house, everything is under su surveillance, everything. Yeah. You can't tell me that if Trump bent down and picked up three boxes full of papers, heavy as hell, that that wasn't plastered all over the news that they wouldn't be present. Nope. No, I, I don't. I'm calling bullshit. I, I don't trust any bit of th this is, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is, it is bad. When you look at, when you read it and you hear about some of this stuff, mm -hmm. it does meet, but 
executive order, uh, I'm sorry, it's 13292, um, which originally was signed March 25th, 2003, and it was updated December 29th, 2020. Yes. Top secret, secret, and confidential as follows. Information according to the president. December 29th, 2020 was when Trump, was Trump updated it. Oh, well, then he updated it. Yeah, because... Biden didn't take didn't take oh, office right. until uh, January, January 20th of 2021. 2021. Yeah, that's right. That was a Trump update. Mm -hmm. So he might have fucked himself. Mm. I mean, looking at it because they're going after him for this executive order. That's essentially what they're going after him for. And that is the wholehearted part of this case that I can read, that I've read so far. I mean, I'm going to go through it again. I'm going to read it again, make some more notes. But everything I've read so far is minus that first part. It sounds like, but it's weird because they bring up Mar-a-Lago and Bedminster at the same time, except I don't remember a rate of Bedminster. Do you? Mm, no. So then I wonder what they're talking about at Benminster when they say that they got documents from Benminster. Were those given to the bureau in must Nara? It must have been. To the National Records mm -hmm. Repository? Because that's the only thing that makes any sense to me. Because I don't I remember the um obviously the raid at Mar-a-Lago was plastered all over the place. Yes. Yep. That was plastered everywhere. But I don't remember a raid in nope. Bedminster. Nope. So I wonder how they got these documents. Were those given over by the Trump people? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, because according to this, they have what they found in the Southern District. I have a whole listing of what they found in the Southern District that was classified everything from top secret to uh, secret five eyes, uh, which is the lowest, really the lowest Means we can share with our international partners. Well, the, the specific five I five I countries. Mm -hmm. Um I I'm just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I trust this. That's my worry. That's my worry because again, this is coming from the bureau, and we've already seen that the bureau's lied. They've lied on numerous occasions. And uh, I guarantee they're bringing up his butler, his driver, his chauffeur, because they need him to flip on Donald. I put money on it. They need him to flip on Donald. And if he doesn't flip on Donald, they don't have a case. What do you want to bet? A good valet will never flip. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to. Come on. Get the hell out of here. He's, he's standing tall. I would. I'd be like, dude, I know you're going to take care of me because you're, you're going to make sure I don't flip and yep. you're going to give me the best legal defense that's out there. I, I'm not worried about that. You're my employer. I expect that from you. So I, I don't know. I don't know you guys take, but that's my take. I think this is bullshit. Uh, I think we're going to find out this is bullshit. This might be something we want to sit around and I don't know. Uh, I, the only problem with it is they have convened a grand jury. A grand jury has returned a true bill. We will see an indictment Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m. in the Southern District of Miami. And Trump will be indicted. Will Trump be forced to go to jail? Take his name? No, he won't be forced to go to jail. But I'm pretty sure he, um, there's going to be questions at that point next Tuesday. 
about him removing his name from the race. Oh, yeah. Asa Hutchinson's already telling him that he yeah, should. Yeah, I know. He's but, an idiot. I mean, he's not even in the race anymore. Yeah, Didn't he already pull out. his hat? Yeah. Yep. Then what the fuck is he? Why is he opening his mouth? You if know. he's already dropped out, why is he opening his mouth? He's a fucking loser. Yeah. Hey, well. Asa, eat a bag of dicks, bro. <laughs> I really don't give a shit, dude. You're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you're you're calling shit from the outside of something you're not even in. How about you get in the race and stay in the race for longer than a day, you faggot? And then you can talk some shit. You haven't won one race you've been in yet, Asa. Let's be honest. At least Don has won one. Okay, he was president, you fucking moron. Isa, hmm. I'm going to run because it looks right. Shut the fuck up, you idiot. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? Did, 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 did mommy and daddy not love you enough when you were a kid? Didn't they not show you enough attention, Asa? the fuck out of here, dude? Bullshit. I, I, I wonder where the Senate... And the Congress is going to land on this. That's my worry. That'll be interesting. Well, Kevin McCarthy's already said that. Oh well, we're going to we're going to wait and see where the facts lead us. But what can you do? Honestly, you're the Speaker of the House, bro. You you really can't do anything for him at this point. Nor is he going to ask you to do anything for him. And we all know that. Oh, well, Vivek Ramaswamy came out and said that if he gets elected president, he'll pardon Trump. God bless. You know what, though? I like that. God bless him. Yeah, no. I, I actually like, like Vivek. I don't think he has a snowball's chance in hell, but I actually do kind of like Vivek. I, I don't like I don't. Let's. I like him. Too. I like him as a person, but not as a president. I, I don't think I like him as a president, but he, I think he's. I, th I think he's not, he, he does a pretty good job. He's a good patriot. He is. Yep. And I like what he said. He didn't even take a second. He was just like, no, I was just pardoning him. Yep. I, I, that's what me and Justin said. Me and Justin said the same thing. Hey, if actually, I don't know Trump that Vivek's really a good patriot because if I recall, mm, sorry, my memory just chimed at me and said, Oh no, 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 no. Don't go there. Because if I recall about Vivek and he had this scrubbed, uh, from the internet, but he was on part of the WEF Young World Global Leaders class of 2021 or 2022, um, specifically regarding environment and climate change. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me Vivek was a New World Order? Yes. Stooge? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he is. Yes. Another one? Yes. Yes, yes. 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 All right. I posted evidence on my Twitter maybe a month ago. All right. I got the receipts on that one. We're yeah. I have to look at your Twitter then from a month ago and figure that one out. Yeah. But yeah, Vivek Ramaswamy was a, a young world leader out of the World Economic Forum. Um, in, and he was part of their like climate change initiative. But let's not for, forget also, <laughs> though, at the same time that Joe Biden also had some 1,300, 500, and, or what is it, 585 documents? or 1,850 boxes of documents. There it is. Um, in his house. So let's, let's, oh, and in, they said. In one house. And they said today, it was really funny because they were saying today, well, he cooperated. Um, what's her nuts from the five, the fucking liberal from the five, the stupid twat on Fox News from the five. She said, oh, well, he knew. I mean, he was cooperating. I was like, cooperating when? 
when he gave over just the 15 pages that he said were classified or when he called him back because he said another, he found another 1500 boxes. At which point was he cooperating when they raided his house? Because I'm sorry, they raided his house too. They didn't raid down Pittsburgh or in his uh, Pennsylvania little uh, at the university of Penn where he has the Biden center, the Biden Penn center. They didn't raid that, but they went in there and took documents out. So John has an interesting theory over here. And I, I always like and respect John's theories. He's a smart man. Um, he thinks Trump set himself up to bring down Hillary, Obama and Biden. John, um, thinking about it that way with what's taking place. Um, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I mean, it, it really is. I, if if you do that to yourself, that, that is a very bold strategy. I mean, you're putting yourself. But I see where. Relying on 12 people that could mm. be politically motivated to vote a certain way against you in a court of law. I, I don't know what's, if I want to chance that. What's that? What's that? What's that part of of um of a of a trial where you know a court proceeding where you get to see all the evidence? That's true. You do get disclosure. Mm. Um, Just saying. But he's not going to get the documents back. The ones if they got them. I don't know if they got them, but if they got the Crossfire Hurricane investigation documents back. Of course, I don't think they did because of the way they still salivated after going after him again because they wanted to go after him again. So I don't think they ever got the original Crossfire Hurricane documents. I think that's what they're pissed off about because they never got the Crossfire Hurricane documents, which links Obama, Hillary, and everybody, Comey, everybody into one investigation that we all know is fucking dirty. And it started out as a predication of dirty bullshit. It started out as bullshit. Mm -hmm. And when you start an investigation like that out based on bullshit, the only outcome for that investigation is people to get fired. Because what you did is you overstepped your bounds in the constitutional lane. And you just crossed the fourth, the sixth, the third, and the fifth amendment. Every single one of those you've just crossed. Discovery. I, I see. I don't know if I don't think Trump would chance that. Well, I hope I hope he will because otherwise he's fucked. It's true. I hope he's got a plan for this. Although I will say, um, Liz Harrington, one of his people, went on Mike Adams today. Well, it was yesterday. And I think before the indictment came down um, <clears throat> to talk about Trump's plans for the future and yada, yada, yada. And he, he did ask her point blank about the jabs. And he said, there's a lot of people, a lot of people I've heard, a lot of people I've talked to that uh, the one thing holding them up from throwing their support behind Trump again is the jab. The fact that he's still, you know, doubling down on it. And she tried to dance around it and like, well, he didn't know at the beginning and blah, blah. You have to remember where we were. And he's like, that's great. But here, here we are now. And he's still not, you know, coming out against it. Who was saying that? 
Mike Adams. Okay, good. Oh yeah. Good. And, uh, and Liz Harrington did a nice little dance, but she really, I was like, nope, she has no answer for him. Nope. She has no answer to because that. Because he's still dancing around. That's it. it. That's my biggest That's problem. It. That's my biggest problem. She, she did not sway anybody. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think she swayed anybody that still is hesitant about Trump because of the jab back over to Trump's side with that interview. Not a one. And again, she had every opportunity. But um, nope. This and realize where I stand on this, folks. I, I don't I don't stand on this in supporting Trump. Don't don't get me wrong. You know me. I'm not a Trump sycophant. But you do know that I am a law sycophant. This is overreach at, at at a level that I don't know our country has ever seen. This is overreach like something I never thought we'd ever see in this country. I thought that this is the reason that people join the military. This is the reason we join the military to ensure this type of overreach would never happen to our own. I thought that that was the general idea. I thought that. Apparently I was wrong because that overreach is happening right now. That to me is the issue. That to me is the problem. The fact that they're able to do this and the fact that they did what they did to get here. They push this like they push this. They have dragged this. We're all tired of hearing about Trump getting indicted because every time that Trump's gotten indicted, he's gotten off. Not in the way you're all thinking. But Get now it. they're saying, but we've got him now. He's going to jail. They've now it's now that. is the time. We've that. got him in our sights. How many times have they told us that? I, what's the meme? It started in 2015 and it's like every year. It's like you are here. You are, you know, Trump's going to jail. Trump's going to jail. Trump's going to jail every year. And it's 2023. You are here. Trump's going to jail. Yeah. Literally, they've said that every year since he announced that he was initially running this for is, president. This is just overreach that I've. You, we never thought we'd ever see in this country political overreach, like nothing we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Where does this go? Where does this leave us? My anger goes back at the government because first of all, we shouldn't be here to begin with. Joe Biden, as far as I'm concerned, should not be the president of this country. This is our problem. Our problem started back in 2020 when the election was stolen from us. And everybody says, oh, well, it wasn't stolen, Mick. Bullshit, it wasn't stolen. As Carrie we Lake says, 81 more, million votes, my ass. We have more and more and more evidence coming out every day that says that the FBI, the DOJ, that the government fucked with that election harder than anybody else has ever fucked with an election in history. Maybe as far back as JFK getting elected the first time around when the mob was involved. Don't forget about Zuckerfuck and his uh, his paid for ballot boxes. I mean, there can't be any more evidence that even in circumstantially without a body, we still have a fucking rock solid court case. Just in the counter moves that the fucking left has done just to try and subvert us. Think about it. Every time that something comes out about fucking Joe Biden, something comes out about Donald Trump. Exactly. Or we have another alien sighting. Or we got another Martian touchdown. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that? Apparently a UFO landed in Vegas <laughs> two nights ago. 
And um, dude, dude, like apparently saw the aliens eight feet tall with big eyes and big heads and they were not human. And he called 911 and he was like, yeah, yeah, this uh, this UFO crashed down and um, and and there's some freaky looking fucks like they got some big old eyes on some big heads and they are not human. So and, and the cops that responded. And he was like, actually, my partner saw something come down out of the sky, too. So I, I believe you. Uh-huh. My initial problem with okay. this is this right here, right off the bat. Okay. So. Didn't later wobble out of the space. I, I, I have a. <laughs> I have a I have a question for all of you here right now. Oh, oh Nadler. See, I thought you were talking about Ralph Nader. That'd have been even better. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that, hey, if Jerry Nadler did too, though, they're both just as bad. I mean, Jerry Nadler literally looks like ET. But really quick though, imagine that that happened here in Georgia. There'd be two dead bodies in the backyard of things we've never seen before. And they're glowing some really gooey fucking weird ooze out of them. But I pumped them full of fucking 12 rounds. I'm pretty sure they're not getting up again. I'd be like Will Smith style throwing the back of the pickup truck and driving across this fine fucking area. 51. Area 51 shooting through the gate going, I'm pretty sure this gets me access here. I'm just saying if that happened in Georgia, there'd be some dead aliens. I'm just saying. I mean, gators would have a great lawn. Well, if the gators really like that meat, I mean, who knows? They might have mutated or done some weird shit if they ate the meat. I guess there's enough of a gator problem. We don't need to mutate them. Last time I checked, I don't want some, I don't need Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, no, Ben, it happened in March. Yes, but it also literally, I mean, this story is from June 8th. Yeah. And the Gateway Pundit. Yeah. And see, now I have to take my glasses off to read because my glasses are from far away. They are not my current prescription and they really fucking suck. So uh, I'm sorry. It was on April 30th, around 1150 p.m. A strange object was recorded on Las Vegas Metro Police body cam while streaking through the sky, presumably crashing near family's home. The Nevada family says they saw very large non-human beings in their backyard just moments after an unidentified object crashed into it. They're like eight foot, nine foot, 10 foot. They look like aliens to us. They have big eyes. Like I can't explain it. And big mouths. They're shiny eyes and they're human. They're a hundred percent not human. That's what this dude said. They're human. They're a hundred percent not human. Officers told the witnesses that they seemed legit scared. Yep. Yeah. And his partner, the guy that went there to interview that family, his partner had seen something crash. Yep. So and, uh, uh, they were pretty convinced that something crashed. So um, it's just weird that every time we turn around and there's something bad about Biden that's about to drop, something bad about Trump drops, and we get another alien story. I mean, maybe go back and look at it. It's real. Maybe, maybe the aliens like came down and and they took Joe Biden's brain. They listened to CNN and then they they freaked out and they said fuck this and they accidentally crashed as they were trying to leave. We want nothing to do with these people. Take us to your leaders. Wait, what? No, don't take no. us to your leaders. We got to get the fuck out of here. No, no shit. Hold on. Take Peace, brother. You. I want to go back to the other dimension. Just scary. Just fucking scary. I'm, <sighs> this shit is just ridiculous. I don't even know. Sure. Thanks, uh, Liam Cosgrove with the Gray Zone. Quick question on the Kokova Dam explosion. So several European politicians have come out and were quick to blame Russia saying, you know, this is an example of Russian terrorism. But if you look at the context, the dam was in Russian-occupied territory. Um, 
the Ukrainian Ecological League said this could leave Crimea without water for over a decade. Um, and there were reports in the Washington Post last year that Ukrainian soldiers were explicitly um, looking at targeting this dam, dam as part of a strategy to flood the region and prevent further Russian advancements. And they even fired a couple HIMAR missiles into it to test that theory. So can the DOD share any evidence as to who might have done this? And are you entertaining the possibility that it might have been Ukraine? Yeah, well, like, like as you heard us say, I mean, we're continuing to assess how this could have happened. Uh, so, you know, all great questions, uh, but at this point, it's all speculation. Um, and so, you know, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals or, or speculate. Um, I, I think it's very clear, however, uh, the reason we're in this situation is because Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, and and so it's a obviously a terrible humanitarian tragedy. And you, you heard me talk here a little bit ago about how the U.S. government is attempting to assist the Ukrainians on the humanitarian front. Um, but in terms of how this uh, dam could have been destroyed, you know, again, it's something that we're continuing to look into. Thanks. We have seen before where Ukraine you know, avoids culpability and is quick to blame Russia, like that missile that went into Poland um, that they said was Russia, turned out it was actually Ukraine by accident. So is there a concern that they're not being totally transparent with us and that, you know, efforts like this um, with the dam, you know, putting the dam aside because we don't know who did it, but that, you know, an effort like that with the missile in Poland and perhaps the dam are attempting to draw us deeper into the conflict by blaming Russia, you know, when we don't know yet. Yeah, so, I, you know, you, you started your question with, you know, more broadly speaking, so I'll, I'll do the same. I'll talk more broadly here. I mean, as we say in the Air Force, from 10,000 feet, uh, again, why are we in this situation? In February of 2022, Russia invaded Ukraine and attempted to eliminate it as a country. So the Ukrainians naturally have a right to defend themselves, uh, and we have a right to be able to support them to defend themselves. I'm not going to speak for the Ukrainians in terms of uh, their various activities, um, you know, when, when it comes to the things that you highlight, other than to say it's very clear that on a daily basis there are Russian forces attempting to kill innocent Ukrainians. And so we, the United States government, are going to work with the international community to do everything we can to help them defend their country and take back sovereign territory. So let me go to Rio behind you there. So essentially what he just said there, and <clears throat> let me clarify something really quick. Because he, he danced a bit there. He tried to say, look, I don't know anything about what took place at the dam. I call bullshit. Mm -hmm. First of all, a high Mars rocket. What is a high Mars rocket? You know what a high Mars rocket is? No idea. It's a laser guided rocket that normally shoots out. And we call it a high mar because it's high mark or it's low intensity of, or it's low. Oh, high mark, not high mar, like a German name. No, it's high a mark. high mar, but okay. it's shortened for high mark. Okay. So essentially what it does is it shoots like an engine propels the projectile thousands of feet in the air to where it hits its max, its max turn. When it hits that, what that means is when that round hits the ground, it will be hitting the ground with everything working for it. 
in its eventuality. So for instance, it's to go up, goes real high up, and it comes down at a very distinct angle because that trajectory is putting on a trajectory which is going to or, you know, meet maximum velocity. And then when it hits the ground, it's going to do the maximum amount of damage that it can do. All right. High Mars have a very high, they go up about a thousand feet. I know for a fact that the Air Force, anything over a thousand feet, especially in Ukraine right now, is being tracked by the Air Force. And they know exactly where it came from. They know exactly what it was doing. Why? Because they have more AWACS. E2s and um, Ospreys and seaplanes that are flying around Ukraine right now because that's what we do at a war zone. We track every bit of aerial intelligence that we can track because if we ever get involved, what's going to be our first job is control the air. Why? Because the U.S. can do that without a problem. We have the best planes out there. We have the best technology out there. We can shoot you down from a mile away. You won't even know it's coming. Our planes are so good that Russians have been flying around and they had freaking F-22 Raptors sitting right behind them. They had no idea. Their radars didn't even bing or chirp. Nothing. That's how good our planes are. Our fifth gen fighters are still probably three to four life cycles away from what the Chinese are even putting out. And don't get me wrong, the Chinese are putting out good shit, but our fighters are that much better. That's how good our military is. And our pilots are even better than that. The problem with all of that is when they're not being used properly, you start to figure out what the capabilities of our weapon systems are. And when you start figuring out what the capabilities of our weapon systems are, that's an issue. Because then you know how far you can push us. Mm. That's the one thing we always want to keep in reserve. We don't want you to know how far we can push us. We don't want you to know that we can shoot you at a mile. We don't want you to know that, look, we can literally take you out. You have no idea that we're behind you. We don't want you to know that because that shit we don't like to give up. We want you to guess about that shit. We want when that day happens, we want you to go, oh, shit, was U.S. there? Hmm. Yep, they were watching. He's always watching. But that's essentially what he said. He knows what's going on. He knows who fired that shit. There's no way. The Air Force is really good at what they do. They can track all of that shit. It's really not hard. Above 1,000 feet, everything is visible to radar. It's when you get below 1,000 feet that you have a problem. Just saying. It's not classified. It's out there. Any pilot will tell you that. Well, Tanya says Lockheed Martin make, makes high Mars. Yes, they do. They most certainly do. So That's how I know. Mm. Where are we going? Um, back to the Don that I apologize that that was in the Don. I literally couldn't see anything. So I pretty much just dumped everything in there except for a couple of ones that said Joe on them that I put in the Joe file, okay. everything else. So I was like, it's going to the Don. Cause I have no fucking clue. I can't, see I can't see it. I really can't. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get my eyes back. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Especially you got to get back here soon because I have uh, my, Entire family is literally, literally coming to town tomorrow. like tomorrow. I've got to drive to Charleston at three o'clock in the morning, a Sunday morning, to pick up some of my cousins from the airport. And uh, yeah, yeah, you have fun with that one. <sighs> I'm taking the teenager. I thought you were coming with me. No, I'm taking the teenager then. At three o'clock. Okay, I guess I'm <laughs> with you. you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. All right, that'd be a fun ride. Exactly. 
What, are you going to sleep the whole fucking way? No, you're going to drive. No, I'm, I'm going to drive. Sleep. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to sleep. Okay, fine. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go because I'll sleep the whole fucking way. Actually, my cousin said they'd get us an Airbnb for the night before if we wanted, but we'd have to drive drive up to Charleston after my mother's party. That would suck too. That would really suck. And then we'd have to leave the dogs and all that. That'd be so much worse. Nope. That'd be worse. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Moving along. Mm -hmm. You can see that this is a bathroom. It was a little confusing. I think it's a lot of photos. Perhaps not surprising. There's the bathroom. Double and gold. Very Trumpian style. But it kind of, these photos really show you the character. So there's your bathroom. Literally, the bathroom is on trial. So yes, there's all these boxes in there, but so obviously it's a bathroom that no one uses. But... The bathroom's fucking huge, folks. Seriously. I mean, shut up. But um, the bathroom is on trial, but there was no classified documents in there. No. Well, they said that there was documents stored there, mm-hmm. but they said there were no classified documents taken from there, which I found <sighs> interesting. Why did you put it in there? You added that for no reason. Mm-hmm. Why is that there? If I was a lawyer, I'd destroy that point. Because you put it in the indictment. Anything you put in the indictment, I can now use against you. If you put in the indictment that you found documents in the bathroom, yet none of them were classified, yet you felt the need to write it in the document, I can now use that against you as the prosecutor. I can be like, well, why is this in here? Because this seems just overkill. Like, were you trying to prove a point? Or are you trying to win the case? In the initial argument? Based on where Trump stores documents? Yeah, no shit. What? Be- okay. Mm. Bathrooms do have moisture. It's mm-hmm. a good point. wonder what that means. What are you getting at, John? It's unusual to store documents in, in bathrooms. But if it's a bathroom that no one never ever used? Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, when he's got a mansion that has... 500 million 80 bathrooms. I mean, I'm yeah, sure the, guy, the guy's got more bathrooms in the fucking place than anything else. Why not? Yeah, Never exactly. Burn. Yeah, Monique, I don't know how I'm going to drive if I can't see. That's why I'm either bringing Mick or the teenager. But no, by Sunday morning, I should be good. Yeah, she's been. I'm, I'm, I've been significantly better it, every so. day or every hour couple so hours. Far. Yeah. Especially after she took a good three hour nap this afternoon. It was an hour and a half. Whatever. Even your best friend left. I was like, I know she was taking a nap before me. Wow. I was like, <laughs> both of you are bitches. I well, what the hell you're talking so, about working I, so hard. I was painting and the fumes got to her. Like the, the paint fumes overwhelmed her. I was so out there had doing to go. dude shit. You know, I was cutting the grass, uh-huh. you know, moving <laughs> shit around, cleaning shit up. You know, I was doing yeah. dude shit. Basic gotcha. dude shit. I know. Well, you know? the paint fumes got to her, so they don't bother me at all. But mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! The madman actually did it. I'm shocked, flabbergasted, appalled. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I remember we used to say that when he won the election. No, in this time, in today, the year of our Lord, 2023, I'm talking about Joe Biden actually sicking the DOJ on Donald Trump over the classified documents. Yes, you heard me right. Classified documents. Those same things that Joe Biden had in his garage next to Hunter's stash of blow. Crazy, right? Well, maybe not so much if you understand where I'm coming from with this. Because I've said for a long time, Joe Biden is basically boxed in. He has no other choice but to go after Trump like this. And we're starting to see it now because, yeah, Joe Biden's running again. Right now, He's under fire because it appears that Congress, the GOP Congress, has actually done something 
and they're investigating him right now over his Burisma Holdings uh, quid pro quo deal. Crazy. What a time to be alive. Joe Biden is actually going to try to indict his political rival, Donald Trump, over classified documents. Something that he himself was also found to have had done improperly holding and storing classified records, which are related to national security. It's crazy. It's, I, you know, I can't help but laugh because it seems like everything that they said Donald Trump was, Joe Biden has done that in spades. Ties to Russia when they first tried to get him out there with the uh, first, um, no, the first witch hunt. Well, they found nothing. You know, we had that whole, uh, you know, the walls are closing in. Robert Mueller's got him. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Nada. Nothing. It was a nothing burger. But hey, apparently Joe Biden helped facilitate business deals between his son and the uh, ex-mayor of Moscow's wife. <laughs> oh. oh, whoopsie. Well, don't worry. Surely that'll get you up on right? But then they came at him again with the quid pro quo with Ukraine. But don't you worry, because old Joey, old Joey also had an answer to that, man. He was uh, caught in 4K bragging about getting a prosecutor who was, who was actually investigating Burisma Holdings. Yes, I know people like to make the distinction. Well, actually, he wasn't investigating Hunter Biden. He was investigating, or he was actually fired for not investigating Hunter Biden. Wrong. Actually, he was investigating Burisma Holdings, which would have led them to find the shady business dealings of one of their board members, Hunter Biden. And Joe Biden is on camera saying, either fire the prosecutor or you're not getting the D money. And yes, I know, it's crazy, right? So, yeah, Ukrainian boogaloo, you know, that's quid pro quo, but, you know, they, uh, they actually impeached Trump over that. Crazy. So that didn't stop him. Orange man, strong. Orange man, still resilient. So needless to say, they tried to get him over J6. And you know what? They almost had us in the first half of that. That's the crazy thing about it is J6 almost did, a, did us in. Never mind the fact that Joe Biden and actually Vice President Kamala Harris are on, you know, on the record not only encouraging the Summer of Love protests that occurred all that year, but also bailing out protesters who were engaged in what can only be, you know, to use the, the left's affectionate term, stochastic terrorism. You know, are you seeing the picture right now? Trump is getting the short end of the stick for everything that Joe Biden does, everything that the establishment does. Because let's not forget, Hillary Clinton was investigated and Comey even came out and admitted she did wrong when it came to her store of classified information and working with State Department secrets on an unsecure email server. And her team even smashed phones. They they used bleach bit, crying out loud. Then they said, while she did wrong, she was not under the impression that she made a mistake. Meanwhile, Trump, with the classified documents, has plenary declassification power. So again, you have to tell me how that works. But no, we get nothing. And 
you know, I just want, like I said, special shout out to Mayor Mary Garland because we've seen riots. We've seen an insurrection that's a threat to our democracy. We've seen all of this stuff, but nobody could have thought that the institutions would have been brought down by a feeble old man with a grudge against the Republicans. So, shout out to you, Mayor Garland, because if you're an accelerationist, this is your dream come true. It's, it's really, it's, it's baffling because they're probably going to go after Trump with the Espionage Act. And you know, the Espionage Act was put forth by Woodrow Wilson and it was a tool used to basically castigate political opponents. Interesting. So we're gonna see how well that works out for him because that is a bold strategy. And I gotta imagine that they're doing all of this now because Joe Biden knows Trump gets in, he's done for. You know, with this probe right now, with them looking into his um, shady dealings with Burisma, and with Trump having vowed that he's going to drain the swamp, this time for real, guys, don't worry, this time is happening. And, you know, with Joe Biden basically being on the table after having gone after him so many times, you know, and uh, again, it's not Joe Biden himself, it's whatever shadowy puppet or, you know, stick figure basically has their hand up his butt and is pumping him full of those nestic drugs. But, you know, with him having made this personal, I imagine Joe Biden basically has no choice but to throw everything that he can at Donald Trump. Orange Man gets in. Orange Man is, he will, he wasn't bad last term, but Orange Man will be bad for them this time. So they're going to muddy the waters. And Conveniently enough, we all take our eyes off of the, the whistleblower that's going to basically blow the lid off of what Joe Biden's been up to. And you know, it's funny because the FBI doesn't even want to unmask that whistleblower because they're afraid for the life of the whistleblower. <laughs> you know, and here I thought only Hillary Clinton was the one that had the monop monopoly on mafioso, mafioso family gang violence, but Joe Biden, man, didn't know you had any old pal. So yeah, the whistleblower who's going to blow the whistle on Joe Biden cannot have their identity revealed because the FBI is afraid of their life for blowing the whistle on Joe Biden and his family's business dealings in with Burisma and the quid pro quo scandal that resulted in him getting $5 million. You know, that 10% for the big guy. I hope you're paying attention right now. Because while we can laugh right now, trust me, I am laughing because this is, you know, it's, it's clown world. I, I gave up thinking that the world was serious a long time ago. So while we're laughing, understand, you're not prepared for the collapse. So, immediately. Because our faith in the institutions, it's gone. Nobody believes anything that the Justice Department or the lack of Justice Department is basically putting forth. The court system has been made, <laughs> it's, it's been made a complete joke. It's a farce. You know, the Trump lawsuit basically did that, you know, with the uh, rape in the department somehow, even though he was, you know, record showing that there and girls. <sighs> basically, we're living in a clown. And what precedes the collapse is a loss of faith in the institution. So you are there. 
So if you're not taking this very seriously, go out, you know, maybe every week or so, you know, for however many weeks you have, buy you an extra can of non-perishable food. You know, maybe buy some little canned meats and canned vegetables. Be prepared. I'm not saying anything's gonna happen. If you like to get, you know, and if you want to get a gun, just because you know you, you don't want to be taken aback if uh, suddenly. Look, we've already gone over all of that, but his information up to that point is spot on. And one of the things I like the way he put that out, he kind of drew that out and kind of showed you like, hey, look, while this has been going on, this has also been going on with Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Um, You think they're related? It's. There are no coincidences. Do your own research. Yep. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, this this is not if I, I gave I have fears about Tuesday because I got a feeling that the Trump sycophants on Tuesday are going to pull <coughs> our, our card for us. Mm-hmm. We, we might not have a choice mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Um, we'll see. I, I personally am. If they do, I'm down with it. However, is this what we want to start it? Is this what the shot is going to be around the world? Mm. You know what I mean? You know, in Boston in 1775, when the first shot that was fired, Bunker Hill, was heard, it was a shot fired around the world because we never thought the British would fire the first shot we thought we would. The British did. Mm-hmm. That's why it was the shot heard around the world. That's why it was so epic because we didn't fire that first shot. Like so many people had said was going to happen. Oh, well, the the colonies are going to, no, the colonies didn't fire it. Matter of fact, the British did. So be wary of what you hear in the next couple of days. Be careful. Be guarded. Make sure you're ready. Make sure that you've got your shit in check. Because I'm telling you right now, if this goes off and goes crazy, you're not going to have the time to get ready. And I don't even know if you've got the time between now and next Tuesday. I don't know how fast um, our folks over at... uh, my Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply will get you your shit. Defiantprep.life. I mean, you probably have to have it overnighted to you at this point if you don't have it already. Yeah. But make sure, folks, it's simple. Have a plan. It's not hard. What are you going to do? What are your fallback locations? Where are you going? Your parents' house? You're going to go to your brother's house? You're going to go to your uncle's house? Who's got the guns? Where's your food at? Who's the prepper in your family? Seriously. I'm dead serious. The first people you need to start falling back on is family. Family's going to support blood no matter what because blood's thicker than water. There's And if family doesn't do it, then they're not real family, in which case you need to start talking to other people that are real family, i.e. right here. You go ahead, give us a call. You ain't got family to fall back on, give me a call. You got family to fall back on. Point Actually, is... That particular quote, blood is thicker than water... 
refers to the blood of Jesus Christ, not the blood that runs through your veins in regards to your family. Wouldn't it be Jesus Christ's blood that runs through my veins if I'm a Christian? Mm -hmm. Okay, then. So then what are you worried about? The family is the family that you choose, the family you choose in Christ, not necessarily the family you're born into. Well put. Too shame in it. Either way, figure it out. You got to have a plan. You have to have a plan. No matter what, are you going to stay in place and defend or are you going to move out? Are you in a rural area or are you in a city area? Where are you at? Where's your, where's the closest military installation to you? Because that might tell you, how, tell you how fast you're going to get taken out right off the bat. Yeah, if we're you fucked. Think about it. No, we're not that far. I mean, we have one, two, three, four military installations. Yeah, but they're all miles gay. Of us. The big one that I'm worried about is south of us, but that one I'm not worried about too mm -hmm. much. Most of the jet stream pours off the other way. We're good if that happened. But think about it. Just saying. Just saying. Keep it in the back of your mind. What are you going to do? What's remarkable, Martha, about Jack Smith's statement is that it ignores all the serious constitutional separation of powers and political issues, many of which you just mentioned, that surround this case. If you listened to him, you might have thought that they had just arrested a DOD employee who took documents home and then didn't want to return them. There's no mention of the fact. All right, fuck that. We're not even going to play this real quick. We're going to, well, we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. We're going to do this first. We just realized we're way, Wait, way oh. past tribute time. And since you I am. She can't see anything. So I really can't. And and since I am. Uh, we're, we're doing Channeling it. Justin tonight. Relax, Liana. We're there. Relax. We're there. Chill out. Relax. Hey, get ready, folks. Spark it up if you got it. Thunder. 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 <laughs> and I'm going to do it right now, Liana, so you're aware. Scratching is being released as we speak right now because I'm not going to let my wife do this anymore. Nope. I'm going to handle this shit from now on. <coughs> Scratch out, bitches. Get your scratch. In fact, as soon as my eye is better, Mick and I are going to start switching seats. And I'm going to run the clips and he's going to run We're the chats. No, you suggested it last night. If Maya wasn't so fucked today, we'd be doing it already. That ain't happening. <laughs> it was your idea. I just released the scratch. Scratch out. So for those of you that joined us um, after the intro... So yes, if you're wondering why I am hiding, because I scratched my cornea, which really fucking sucks. So my eye has been really light sensitive, and I can't see a fucking thing. Fighting suck stuff. I've been snip snopping meat mops for fucking years, bitch. So, uh, so yeah, so my eye is, is a little rough. So, but it's getting better. Progressively better all day, and I did have some antibiotic eye drops. I don't know where I put them, but I did have some. I put them in this morning. Of course, Heather was yelling at me because they're 10 years old. And I was like, ah, fuck it. You would have been doing it with what? They were, the eye drops were 10 years old. Yeah, but what would you have been doing with if you didn't have eye drops? Nothing. No, you would have been doing it with tit juice. Oh, breast milk, yes. But that's but that is specifically for pink eye, not necessarily for a scratched cornea. The only thing to do for a scratched cornea is put some antibiotic eye drops in it so it doesn't get infected, and then just wait. Keep it away from light as much as possible. Nothing else you can do. 
don't put your contact lenses in like I did yesterday to make it worse. Yeah. I know. I remember. You remember when I fell asleep that night with my contacts in my eyes? Yeah. And I rolled my uh, contact in my eye. In the back of your eye? Cornea. Yep. yep. Hey, I don't know why I haven't seen any scratchings pulled yet. I it didn't, scratch it. It didn't release? No. I released it. I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Now it's released. I did that before. I don't know. Did the same thing. I don't know what to tell you. No scratches. Everybody saying no scratches. There it is. Well, try it again. Try it again. Should work now. I released it. Thunder kicks. Did the same thing she just did. I, I don't know. <laughs> Tea bag or cucumber on your eye. It does work. Some will say sliced potato so, as well. I do have some cucumbers that are almost ready to pick. What do we tell them? Nah bear. Nah bear. Give him the nah bear. I do have plenty of tea bags. Yeah, I, I I'll tea bag the shit out of you. <laughs> Not shameless style. I'll tea bag the fuck out of you. Nah. And every nah knows bear. That. <laughs> anyway, my bad. We'll go back to this douche. Mm. This hairy lemur. Uh, it sounds so bad. Listen, this guy sounds like such a queer. That there are very serious presidential power issues here. For example, this is the first time, as you've remarked earlier, that we have ever indicted for a federal crime, not just a former president, but the leading candidate of one of the major political parties in the upcoming campaign. It doesn't mention who's responsible for this decision. Under the Constitution, you can't just say, oh, this special counsel made the decision. This decision is ultimately made by the attorney general and ultimately under the Constitution, the president of the United States, who's responsible for enforcing the law, but also happens to be the main candidate of the incumbent party that controls the government. And they're using these. So let's let's break that down really quick, because, you know, this is it's sad that this came up and I haven't been able to do my bit on the Constitution yet because I really want to do that still. Um, I want to go through the Constitution, article for article, amendment for amendment. Mm -hmm. I'm dead serious because if the more you understand about the, the Constitution, the more you realize how smart our founding fathers were. I mean, not just smart. You would almost have to say that at some point they were met by aliens and shown the future. I mean, I'm dead serious. Very possibly. They were shown some shit that told them to write that document in such a way to make it so vague, so obtruse that it stops and makes you think about everything you talk about, everything you do in your normal life. And I get it. There's a lot of people in here that are listening from other countries. You're not going to understand what I'm saying. I, I'm not not talking down to you. I'm not talking at you. I'm talking with you. This is something we understand. I understand in this country. I was taught this as a kid. You were taught this as a child. Yep. My parents were taught this By your as mother, children. actually. Um, you all, for most of you that are my age or above, you were taught this as children. You were taught your Bill of Rights. You were taught your Constitution. 
You were taught what the first 10 amendments to the constitution are, why they're so important to you because they're called the bill of rights. Why did they name them the bill of rights? Because to the bill of rights, they give you the right to exist. They give you the right no, to be an no, autonomous no, 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 no. human being. They don't give you anything. Your rights are not. No, they're guaranteed through God. Correct. Okay. Yes. Correct. They are. De they define they your rights that are given to you by God. Rights. They de let me, let me rephrase. They divinely place your rights, that your rights are granted to you by God. They're not granted to you by Allah. They're not granted to you by Muhammad. They're not granted to you by the great pig unicorn with all the colors in the rainbow or by the founding fathers or by the, yeah, not by the founding fathers. They're granted to you by God, your allowance to exist, your allowance to be present on this plane of existence where people can remember you. That is a legal right given to you by God, not by anybody else. Who are you to go against God? Who are you to say, no, God, I, I, that's why in God we trust is on everything pretty much the government does because we believe in a God. We believe in one God. We believe in a God. We didn't say what God it was. We just said we believe in God. I think that amongst all, is the most important thing to realize. That's what our founding fathers put in the Constitution. That are those are the rights that were inalienable, inalienable, inalienably granted to us through our Creator, or endowed to us through our Creator. That's a big definite. That's a lot to choke down, but that's right there in the Constitution. And who are you to take that from us? Apparently Joe Biden. And this guy is sitting here saying it like, oh, well, these are serious charges. Yeah, they're serious. I get it. But they're made up. Because Joe, let's examine the differences between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. First of all, Donald Trump, 168 documents in total that he had that were technically classified that were found in Mar-a-Lago. 1,850 documents that Joe Biden had, boxes. they were boxes of documents. So we have no idea how many documents were actually in there. 1,850 boxes of documents spread out between four locations. No, that was just in one location. There's more boxes than other locations. See, it's even worse. So now you have more boxes. We have no idea what the number is. It could be well over 3,000 boxes of documents that we know of right now. And they're spread out over four locations. Going back 50 years from so, Joe's time in the Senate. I asked this question. A, what are the biggest differences? First of all, Donald Trump was the president of the United States. The president of the United States. The documents that Donald Trump is accused of being... Uh, he held in his possession. He didn't give over, and they're get, they're going after him for something that has never ever been tried in America. By the way, I will get back into that in a minute, but I will explain more about that because that's actually my swimming hole, and I'll get into that in a second. But Joe Biden 
was never the president, nor was he an OCA or what we would consider an original classifying authority. And when he was never originally an OCA, nor was he president of the United States, therefore, he never had the ability to declassify anything. And everything that Joe Biden took was a crime. Yep. Was so right now we have 1,850 boxes that we can prove and probably way more than that, that we know we're taken out of a government classified secure facility, information facility. Illegally, by the way, which that equals felonies all the way through because they can all be considered. That can all be set up under the same thing they're going after Donald Trump with. By the way, when that law was set up, it was automatically distinguished by Hoover. He said, wait a minute. No, you can't do that because you can go after your political opponents with this law, which is true. So they relegated that law to basically foreign and military only. When you see a foreigner being charged of espionage outside of the United States being tried in a foreign tribunal somewhere and a military officer is presiding or is the prosecutor in that case, that person is being charged through the Espionage Act, which is what they're going after Donald Trump with, which I also find very interesting because, again, they're trying all sorts of new firsts here. No one, no American ever been charged with it before even robert hansen the most enigmatic spy who just died a couple days ago he wasn't even charged over that just throwing it out there just so you're aware no one has ever been charged no american let me rephrase. No American. We have charged several foreigners over because that was the military's like, that was our fucking, that was our honey hole. That's where we could hit you. However, no American has ever been charged with it because the one thing a Supreme Court justice said was that if you did this, you could charge your your political rivals with a crime based on the preference of this. And that's exactly what is happening right now. Throw it out there. Think about it. Dead serious. Look at the law. There's only a couple ways this can be charged. I can read them to you, but it's long and boring. And let me tell you something. I'm going to get into some shit. You're all going to be asking questions. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? I am telling you right now. There's only a couple ways that this law has ever been used. The only reason it still exists on the books is really for the CIA officers that are actually doing their job outside the United States and military intelligence professionals, because that's the only way we can charge people to crimes. You think they'll use it to charge Julian Assange when they send him back because he was just extradited and his lawyers say that they're giving up. They're not going to I heard try that. and fight that. Anymore. I heard, I, I haven't confirmed that yet. Yep. Though. Do we have confirmation that he has been extradited? Because I heard, I've heard this before. We've heard this they're game before. Going through the extradition process. He lost his last appeal and his lawyers are not appealing again. 
And so the U.S. is starting extradition. So he he has no more money is what it is. From the U.K. Yeah. Probably. It'll be interesting. I, I just wonder, wonder if they'll use that same, they'll charge Julian Assange. The really weird thing is. The same way. The really weird thing is, is a lot of the money that's going into the prosecution of Julian Assange is going to come back to um, Soros. So this is really going to be funny. Mm. You watch. I'm telling you right now, the second that he hits American soil, it's going to be a Soros-backed DA that goes after him. Of course. Because Assange released all sorts of documents about Soros. Mm -hmm. And that's where everybody, everybody got their first in, intro to Soros 101 is what I used to call it. Because when they dropped all those documents that Assange dropped, you found out that Soros is a major player out there. And who is Soros? And then everybody started connecting the dots. Oh, shit. World Economic Forum, New World Leaders. Look at this guy. Soros. There are apparently copies of docs he declassified. I... See, I don't know. See, so Trump lawyers say his documents were redacted copies of the originals that NARA currently has. I, 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 look, I don't know what they are. I've never seen the documents. I can't say either way. My point is this. We've got to sit back, take a knee on this one. We've got to wait because some of these charges are pretty serious. And remember, when it comes to national security information, it doesn't technically have to be classified. All it has to do with is our national security. And if he had that shit as a custodian of national security information, he has a duty and a right to protect that information, as do I. I have followed my duty and my rights all the way through. I have never let anything out on this show that I should never have. I've questioned a couple things, and then when I went back and looked it up, I was good. But I was only questioning it because I didn't do the research on it before I talked about it. I don't ever talk about shit until I already, I, unless I already know the answer to it. But that's just me. Some of these guys don't do that. Some of these guys do. I have no idea what Trump was doing, and I'm not about to make excuses for him. I don't More necessarily. Speculate. I don't necessarily trust him. I do know that. He is better than our, our, our alternative. I know that much. And although I don't want to say that, I know that's going to come true sooner than later. So I just might as well start eating that <coughs> shit sandwich right now because we're all going to eat a shit sandwich here. It's just depending on what you put on it to make it taste better. I'm telling you, that's what it's going to be. One that's, way or the other, it's not going to be pretty. It's how our politics always fall. Because we can never make a decision to do stuff as a people anymore. I don't know what the problem with that is. Back in the day, we were able to get together as a people, as a group of states and say, you know what? Fuck you, England. Yet we can't do that now. I don't know why. I don't know what's stopping us. There is something on the clutch. Get your fucking foot off the clutch. Don't you remember back in the day when you had the open trucks in the front and you had the three seats right in the front seat? I remember that because, man, I'd always fall asleep when I was a kid. My fucking foot would fall asleep and fall over, and it was the old one where the clutch was on the right-hand side and the gas pedal was in the middle, so you had to shift over to the clutch and go back to the gas. My foot would always fall asleep and hit my dad's clutch. Man, he would lose his shit. He punched me so <laughs> hard one day, I thought he broke my leg in half. I was like, holy Fuck the old man. I think he killed me. I thought I was dead. 
because I fucking fell asleep. My foot slid over on the clutch and it fucking depressed the clutch enough that the clutch wasn't in gear. My foot's my father's foot was still on the gas. It sounded like the engine was going to explode. He's like, what the fuck? Get off. And I was like, oh, and I was dead asleep. So when I'm dead asleep being woke up like that, that ain't no fun. Let me tell you something right there. That's like PTSD when you're fucking seven about shit myself or piss myself. So I don't remember what, what I did. Okay. I'm just saying. Anyway, holy fuck, um, that'll change your life quick, fast, in a hurry. Come to Jesus. I hope Trump's not depending on the American people to stand up for him. I have to say, because actually, you had to say that, didn't you? Mm -hmm. You said so to twat. I heard that today. I heard that exact thing today, what? word for word. You hope Trump's not depending no, on the American no, people to stand up for him, or that no. Trump is depending on the American people to stand up for him? That's what I heard. Good luck with that. He said that the American people will make the right choice. Mm. What choice is that? I don't know. Well. We haven't been presented with one yet. Correct. <clears throat> Be interesting. What shall we see? Everything that's supposed to be seen and not seen all at the same time. Isn't that what we were told? Mm. Everything that was visible, will, everything that was invisible will become visible. Mm -hmm. And that which was visible will become even brighter. Okay. Mm. Mm. I wonder what that means. I don't know. It seems unlikely that they can get this to trial before the election. There's going to be challenges going up to the Court of Appeals, uh, which means that this judge is going to have a headache uh, because they're going to run out of runway before they get close to the election. Most judges are not going to want a trial uh, months before a presidential election. Uh, so that could make the election a type of uh, sort of referendum on how people feel about this case. So you may have a second jury composed of tens of millions of Americans uh, essentially voting on this because if he's elected, he can pardon himself. It, it No, it doesn't work like that. Liz Harrington said that Trump would run, run a campaign regardless. He would he is not going to give up no matter what happens, even if he has to run a campaign. I, from and you jail. know what? I got to tell you, I, I got to tell you right now, that is something I don't care who you are. I don't care what the fuck you say. I don't care how hardcore right you are, whatever. You have to respect that. Mm -hmm. You have to respect that he's still going to do that because you know what? I wouldn't expect anything less from him. He lives. 24 seven in the fucking idiots that we see on TV in the idiots that are in Washington, DC right now in the idiots that control our country right now, he lives 24 seven in their head. They are scared to death of this man. And do they have a reason possibly? Cause I'd, I'd like to believe that he knows something at least has a tidbit of common sense. He's made it this far and he's that rich. I got to say he made a tidbit of common sense. So he knows something of what is going on. Yep. Now, is he putting it all together? That is where my worry is. 
that's where we all have to worry because we all got to wonder the same thing because none of us are in Trump's head. None of us know what Trump's thinking. You don't know what Trump's thinking. I don't know what Trump's thinking. She doesn't know what Trump's thinking. Nobody knows what the fuck Trump's thinking. The only thing we can hope and pray is that he sees this the same way we do and that he sees it. And my worry is, is that he doesn't because he doesn't see the problem with the vaccines. Mm-hmm. That's my worry. Yep. That's the one thing that I think could throw this. Yep. Just throwing it out there. Keep it in the back of your heads. I'm not saying it's definite. I, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm as blind as you all are. We just keep it up with the news and we watch the news a lot and read a lot of articles and get a lot of stupid opinions. I'll tell you that much. I might stop reading articles because mm-hmm. I realized I don't get anything from them. Tammy, welcome. How you doing, madame? I hope you had a great day. Um, Because it's been kind of shitty. Not really. I got a lot done. I just been weird. Been a weird day. And you know what? Leanna called it this morning. She said, you know. Was she on this morning? No, she wasn't. Okay. Nope. Nope. She took the day off and got you, madame. Take your time. Good. Every Hey, we all got to do it. You can't stay in this shit 24-7. You'll lose your fucking head. No shit. she said it right though in her post explaining it this morning because when I went to look for her to see if she was on, mm. I went, I was like, oh shit, she's on. I was like, yes, I'm home tonight. And no, she's not. Mm. Anyway, I I saw her post and at the end of it, she said, everything's been weird. It's going to continue to be weird, I think, for a little while. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens, Madame. I agree. Anyway, moving on. Get Trump. It means they can get you. They can get me. They can get all of us. Uh, He is standing in the way. And and that can sound like a campaign slogan, but it's very true. So he disrupted everything they were up to. And they know a second term. Trump is the overturning of the table, the exposing of everything they've done. Sean, you know, I was on your program the night that Alvin Bragg brought the indictment as well. And I remember saying, and I'll say it again, I mean, it's a terrible night for our Republican, our Constitution, our justice system. But as it pertains to the Republican primary, Republicans will rally around Donald Trump. I think every single Republican nominee should be down in Miami on Tuesday night, standing behind, standing for justice in the country, saying, hey, I may be running for president. Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, whoever, Ron DeSantis. But this is injustice. This should not stand. Now, I don't think they have a chance now, considering what Trump is up against. This will only strengthen him. But it's not about Trump. It's about our system. And he is he's been willing to expose it. They've targeted him. And this will only serve to rally voters behind him, Sean, in the in the Republican nominee process, because they realize what's at stake. Everything Mark Levin laid out, everything Greg Jarrett laid out, everything uh, all the lawyers laid out beautifully. Uh, is the fragile nature of our republic. And Donald Trump has said, I will expose it. I will take it on. I will take the arrows. And they're sending the entire weight of the federal government against him. And if they can do that, they could do it to all. He's not wrong, folks. If they can do that to him, they can do that to any one of us. They could do that to Biden sucks stuff. They could do it to Tammy. They could do it to Tanya. They could do it to Crazy Chuck with K. All of us. Definitely. That's what's at stake. And that's why I think it makes him stronger as a nominee. I, uh, I'm not going to say that, but I, I'll say that 
I, I agree with what I've heard a lot of recently. And there's a lot of people out there on Instagram and Twitter um, that literally people are saying, look, you know, the guy I'm going to vote for is the guy that they've thrown everything in the kitchen sink at. Mm -hmm. Just because they've tried so hard to kill him. him. It it shows me that he's probably the guy we should vote for. And this is liberal saying that this isn't Republicans. This is liberals saying it. They're like, why are you going so hard in the paint against Trump? I mean, if you're doing that, there's a reason for it. And maybe that's the guy we should be voting for. Yeah. And at the same time, those same liberals are saying, whoa, we didn't know Joe was going to shut down our domestic energy and spend all our money and um, start wars all over the place. And uh, we, we want Trump back. I I see more and more of it every day, everywhere I go. I've, uh, I see a lot of people every day. And honestly, those are the ones that could make up for the conservatives that are against him because of the vaccine, because they're all for the vaccine. That's for them. That's another plus in Trump's column is that they brought him, that he brought them the vaccine. True. As Liz Harrington said today on that Mike Adams podcast, a lot of people really like it. No, whether or not, you know, re- regardless of the fact how, uh, you know, of, of did you the just, harms that's did caused you hear, did you, that's hear literally today? what she said. That's why I said that did not do anything to turn me did, back on his favor. Did you hear today that Johnson and Johnson just pulled their vaccine? I heard that three days ago. Yeah. They just pulled their vaccine. Mm-hmm. I heard that three days ago. I was like, wait a minute. They, cause now their vaccine is, they have nine people that have died from blood Blood clots. Nine. Nine people. Give me a fucking break. Nine people. Yeah, okay. You don't have to dismantle the Constitution. All you need to do is imprison the people who believe in it. And that is correct. But when there's so many of us, that's the problem. When there is so many of us, the only other option is to dismantle it. Take it apart. Make it mean nothing. Think about it. What are they imposing? What is this moron from California with the 28th Amendment that he wants to make the Constitution of the United States of America Mm -hmm. about gun control, of all things, Yep. um, in a state that he says that he's doing remarkably well in? Last time I checked, they're still number one in the country for murders. They still are. I checked this afternoon before And for people leaving. And for people leaving, but they're still number one in the country for murder. Um. How, what, how are you going to, how are you going to lead a constitutional party? Because that's what that requires. A two thirds vote. You have to have a constitutional Congress. So you would call together, you're going to lead a constitutional Congress according to your own demented convention of states wishes. Well, that's, that's what Mm -hmm. a constitutional Congress is. And you're going to somehow get two thirds of that body to vote on gun control. When two thirds of that body doesn't agree on anything you're saying. Yep. Hmm. I, you, uh, I yield the floor back. Um, 
to the distinguished moron from California. And uh, enjoy, sir. All right. Well, here's the distinguished moron from fucking Delaware or Pennsylvania or wherever he says he's from this week. Oh, last week. Whatever. Um, he he gave another speech today. You know, he is apparently on the campaign trail. So is he? Yeah. Where? Uh, fuck, I know. But he gave a speech today. Apparently, nobody else does either because <clears throat> they're not showing up. No. I heard. And it's no coincidence oh, that no, yesterday, hard. when we walk out of a skiff in the capital. My apologies. That is actually fucking hysterical because <laughs> she's another distinguished moron that I'd like to draw but attention from to from Northern Georgia. And she's absolutely worthless and she needs to be kicked out of her seat. Oh, by the way, thanks, Northern Augusta. You guys, I, I give you the slow clap. But I'll, And see, my eyesight's so bad. I I'll couldn't tell the, the difference applause. between Joe and Marjorie on the fucking little tiny screen on the bottom of the clip there. So, but this is um, Marjorie speaking at the uh, Georgia the GOP about Joe. So here you go. Good job, Marjorie. I, I'm sure you had, uh, I'm sure you had all the, the best intentions to tell us how you gave into Joe's plan because it was the best plan you were going to get because you're MAGA and oh, Leo, that's a great conspiracy theory. Maybe it was Marjorie with the, um, in the Joe mask with the tits <gasps> bouncing. <laughs> Holy shit, Leo, you might be on to something. Oh, my Lord and baby Jesus, Leo, you might be on to something, brother. Holy fuck. I didn't even think about that. They're about the same height, too. I know, right? Holy and the, shit. We were just talking about her shoulders yeah. yesterday. She does she have man-like man shoulders. Very manly presented physique. <laughs> there should be, there might be some trans uh, shit going on there. Wonder if her husband is her husband and she's not. A she divorced him. Figment of his. Yeah, she divorced him. Sure. Yeah, because sure. she was apparently bouncing sure. on Alice dick before Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> it's disgusting. I know. Wasn't he fucking AOC at the same time? Oh, you know, those rivalries in Congress. Wow. There's just dick going everywhere. I can imagine walking into the halls of Congress and getting your eyes poked out by somebody's cock because you turned the wrong way. Oh, I my mean, God. I'm sorry, Abe. We um we have heard stories about, like, you know, cocaine parties and orgies and shit, but they were mostly gay orgies in the GOP, so this I don't know. <laughs> This is true. That's why what's his nuts got um and get what's his nuts good got, way to good way to put him out there. Hey, oh, what's his nuts from his primary um if from from North Carolina he was the one that came out and said that like he was asked to go to a, a cocaine gay orgy or something a cocaine fueled gay orgy the the dude in the the kid in the wheelchair you remember from North Carolina okay anyway I agree um I just agree <laughs> I'm just gonna agree to agree. Oh. Either way, moving maybe, maybe back. MTG is uh, going back is, to is Joey Tits. <laughs> Joey Bag of Tits. Joey Tits. <laughs> Joey Bag of Tits. Joey Bag of Tits. Oh. Hey, it's fucking Joey Bag of Tits. Get in here. Hey, Tits, hurry yes. up. Hawthorne, the Cawthorn. Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn. Madison. Thank you. Oh, Madison. Yep. Cawthorn. Yeah, okay. That Appreciate one. It. Yes. Thank you. That, yes. That. <laughs> Now that makes sense. Thank you. It didn't make any sense of what you were saying before. And bring out the most damning, credible evidence against Joe Biden 
impeachable offenses, and I'll argue this, he should have been hauled out of the White House yesterday in handcuffs. What was the news cycle last night? That they have indicted President Trump for mishandling classified documents? You should be outraged. This is good, because I'm with you. But let me tell you something. Bullshit. It's going to get Bullshit, worse. Bitch. Shut the fuck up, you stupid twat. No, you're not. Shut up. You oh good. I'm with shut the fuck up, you. If, if Joey should be impeached, why didn't you exactly. impeach him? Why, where are your articles? If, why haven't you brought articles to the fucking floor? Why haven't you done your job? We send you there to do a fucking job. Not to come back and talk to us like we're a bunch of fucking morons, you stupid twat. Go up there, do your fucking job, shut your fucking mouth, and come back when your job's done. And keep your fucking legs and your mouth shut. Jesus. You gonna let her finish? No. Yeah, let her finish. Fuck her. Yeah, no, let Fuck her finish. Her. No, no, I'm not giving her any more airtime. <sighs> Fuck her. Okay. I'm done with that twat. Fuck no. That that oh, oh. She oh, did like, say it's gonna get a lot worse. Because <gasps> oh, she's not gonna do anything. No, because she's not. Exactly. She's she's sucking Kevin McCarthy's left nut. Yep. Well, Tossie Gabbard's got his right. She's not even in Congress anymore. It doesn't matter. She just comes she's in for a visit. Yeah, she's in there for a blowy. Okay. You know, came in for a blowy quick in and out. You know, <laughs> shit happens in Congress all the time. I'm sure. Come on. Oh, got, as we just discussed, they got call girls all over the place. Hey, Peter. Yes, the Trump stuff is pretty bad. We we read over the indictment parts of it at the beginning. Um, it, it's not only bad for Trump; it's bad for our country. So. Um, Bad for everything. Bad for everybody involved. I, yep. I think we all. Hmm. Oh, it'll come. That day. That day. It's a bridge over troubled waters. <laughs> what they said. Uh, okay. I believe is what the call was. There. Fallon, Republican from Texas, joins me now. Congressman. I, I got to ask, a lot of people are saying, you know, what, what Comer should do is just chalk up a victory and move on and forget the contempt citation. Other people say, look, this is right, supposed to this yesterday. All right. I apologize. We did? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, Hold it on. is. You're right. Yep. It is the cancellation. Yep, the yep. FBI yeah. Yeah. I think we watched this one too. Um, watch there should it? be some more from today in there. Yeah. Where are the today ones? Because they're not popping up at the top. They should have been. No, I know that's weird. It's very odd. Mm, yeah. Okay. Where the hell did Noe's speech from today go? I already oh. played those two. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. No. Weird. Um, okay. What'd you do with it? I don't know. Congress chit chat. Maybe it didn't go. No, I, I literally only put things in the Don and Joe because I and Joe the spy because I couldn't see a fucking thing. So. So maybe it's still in show clips. Yeah, it might still be in show clips actually. Because you couldn't see a thing. Because I couldn't see a damn thing. You just admitted that. So yeah. We'll no, play that. Nope. Nope. Daily Wire. No, that's uh, that's uh, what is a woman. Oh. We're saving that for when we're on vacation. We're gonna play it. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it didn't go through. 
Maybe that happens sometimes. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, on to congressional chit chat then, because that's where we were yesterday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Did we finish up all the Joe stuff yesterday? Yes. Though? Okay. We got through all that. I'm almost positive. All right. I remember we spent a lot of time in the Joe shit. We did. Okay. Joe, um, Joe, Joe. But they, they. Well, uh, Joe's speech today, the only the only um, memorable thing was that Joe got confused as he was leaving the stage, which isn't memorable again. because it happens every fucking time he gets up on stage. I was about to say, every time that he fucking had to leave this stage. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I didn't even download that because of it was exactly so that reason. Yeah. Could be. That's a very strong possibility so hard in the paint yeah so what are you watching here oh congressional chit chat the shit that's happened in congress over the last week prior to trump getting indicted um obviously that shut down most of the news mm -hmm. for yep. the last 24 hours yeah. so all the stuff you know coming out about joe yep no it, it's all trump trump lives rent free in everybody's head forever and they know exactly how to direct the news cycle to get it off of what we wanted on and on to what they wanted on all they have to do and is it's a, do something to trump it, or drop an alien in las vegas one of the two and oh by the way let it get caught on camera because remember this shit's getting caught on cameras isn't just it's not happenstance we're not just getting it right like we didn't we didn't just figure out yesterday how to take pictures on a camera no, we've been taking pictures for years, but nothing ever developed before. Now, all of a sudden, the shit's on video and you can't deny it. Hmm. And now they've got to have an answer for it. Weird. 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 Liana says, uh, Mick, we knew you were a brave man, but getting in a car with a half-flying directionally challenged bad out of hell is a new level of badassery. Hey. I'll take my chances. Okay. Especially because my GPS isn't working in my car. I got seatbelts and a airbag. We'll take your truck. Or two or three. Mm -hmm. Every lie we tell incurs a debt to the truth. And sooner or later, the debt is paid. Well, the debt incurred by the CCP's lies has cost us over 600,000 American lives and counting. And we owe it to these people and to their families to get to the truth. Thank you, I yield back. Well, Congressman Gallagher, I thank you for that work and for that presentation. Uh, before I go to the members of the select subcommittee for their opening statements, since it's been referenced twice now, I did wanna ask unanimous consent to enter into the record, Senate Bill 1348. Uh, this is the bill that would require the Director of National Intelligence to declassify information relating to the origin of COVID-19 and for other purposes. This bill passed the Senate unanimously, uh, still sitting in the House uh, without objection. This will be entered in the record. And now we'll go to Mr. Jordan for his opening statements. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman. Um, Friday, January 31st, 2020 at 10.32 p.m., Dr. Fauci gets an email from Christian Anderson. Christian Anderson's a British researcher who's received numerous grants from NIH. Two really important sentences are in that email. Two sentences that get Dr. Fauci's attention. The first is this. The unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features look engineered. Again, this is January 31st, 2020. Second sentence. Eddie, Bob, Mike, and myself all find the genome inconsistent 
with expectations from evolutionary theory. Email arrives 1032 to Dr. Fauci on January 31st, 2020. Two hours later, two hours later at 1229 in the morning, Dr. Fauci sends an email to his top deputy, Mr. Hugh Oshenkloss. Guys, worked for Fauci for 15 years, part of his inner circle. Sends it, subject line says, important in all capital letters. He, he attaches a paper on gain-of-function research written by Dr. Barrick and Dr. Xi. Dr. Xi, of course, is the so-called bat lady, bat woman, the lady who does research in the Wuhan China lab. This email, Dr. Fauci says, again, to his top deputy, it is essential that we speak this a.m., Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper. You will have tasks to do today that must be done. Notice the intensity. Notice the focus. I mean, this is the house is on fire email here. Now, two hours after that, at 2.48 in the morning, Dr. Fauci's busy this morning, 12.29, that email he sent to Dr. Oshenkloss, his top deputy, two hours later at 2.48 in the morning, he sends another email this one to Robert Cadlick, assistant HHS secretary, Trump appointee, not part of his inner circle, and he attaches a different article to this email, one that says the virus came from an animal that downplays any lab leak theory. Now, again, notice the tone of this one. Bob, this just came out today. Gives a balanced view, best Tony. I mean, totally different from the previous. This is one like, oh, if you get a chance, read this, gives a balanced view. So the tone is different, but also that sentence, gives a balanced view, it's not true either. That's just not accurate. This article downplays, as I said, the lab leak theory emphasizes evolutionary cause to the virus. What happens next? What happens next? Later that same morning, later that same morning at 11.47 a.m., Dr. Fauci's deputy gets back to him. I just want to read you this whole email. Jordan watched Mick's whiteboard episode, the original one that we, when we went through Fauci's emails. Before we even started on video, we did it on audio and I posted a picture of the whiteboard on Twitter. No joke. It, it's almost, it's email for email, almost word for word. What Highlighting you, the same the topic, exact, exact same, same things. Email. And he was like, look, he's playing it off at this point. Ooh. And at this point, look at it. He's like, you will be there because we have to talk about destroying this narrative. You will be there. But a and lot then, of people I'm sure haven't seen this. that whiteboard episode or that or heard that episode because again it was only on audio. That's true. So uh, let's let Jim Jordan finish. Back in the day. I just, this is good. Just this wanted is, to throw it out there. I, I was appreciating it. It's I, I glad they took my research for what it was. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what I did. Highlighting all of these things, how he was talking, who he was talking to. Why was he saying the things he was saying at certain times and at other times he was trying to quash other things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes him sound guiltier yeah, than it sure fuck. does. Just saying. Okay, going back to it. The paper you sent me, the one he sent him on that was written by the virologist from Wuhan, China, and Dr. Barrick. The paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain of function pause, but have since been re reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what that means, since Emily, someone else who works for Dr. Fauci, is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework, which, of course, is the oversight body that's supposed to approve any grant dollars going for gain-of-function research. No coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. 
final sentence, she will try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. She will try to determine if our fingerprints are on any of this. All these emails happen in 13 hours. So 13 hours after Dr. Fauci gets the initial email from Christian Anderson saying, look. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. What he just talked about. He got there a lot faster than I did in that episode. He just got to the, the meat and potatoes of this real quick, fast, in a hurry. Because he brought up the best point, and that is the best point of all those emails. When I put all those emails together, he just said the most important part right here. Listen, listen word for word for what he said here, because what he talks about here is all of those emails in combination with this one other email completely shows you not only intent, state of mind, but also that Anthony Fauci was not working alone. Mm -hmm. He was receiving his orders from somebody else. Listen to what Jim Jordan says here. He got to the point a lot faster than I did. Thank God for that, because I'm very long winded. But mm -hmm. listen to what he says here. Sure what that means, since Emily, someone else who works for Dr. Fauci, is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework, which, of course, is the oversight body that's supposed to approve any grant dollars going for gain of function research. Now, listen, P3, what is P3 framework? P3 framework is the most demanding framework in our infrastructure for uh, basically spending tax dollars. Okay. When you go through a P3 framework, we're talking, you are going neck to nuts through every part of it to ensure that nothing is being done illegal by our country. Lawyers, judges go through this shit to ensure that we have no legality whatsoever on our side, meaning we're doing some questionable shit. It's not happening here in this country, but we're a part of some questionable shit somewhere else, which means our dick beaters are all over this because they didn't do this mm -hmm. because if they had done this, it would be easy to say, nope, we have nothing to do with this. And we cannot say that now. Very interesting. No coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. Final sentence. She will try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. She will try to determine if our fingerprint. If we have any distant ties to this abroad. What do you think she found out? We absolutely did. We have the emails, and so does Jim Jordan. Yep. He's going to get to it. ...are on any of this. All these emails happen in 13 hours. So 13 hours after Dr. Fauci gets the initial email from Christian Anderson saying, looks like this virus is engineered, not consistent with evolutionary theory, Dr. Fauci knows some important facts. First, Dr. Fauci knows there's a lethal virus on the loose that started in Wuhan, China. Second, he knows the American taxpayers have funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China. Third, he knows that the research grant didn't go through the required oversight board. Fourth, he knows the virus, quote, looks engineered and, quote, not consistent with evolutionary theory. And finally, fifth, Dr. Fauci knows he may have ties to this work in China. His fingerprints, in fact, may be on this. So what does Dr. Fauci do next? After he says, oh, whatever what does he do next 
He organizes a conference call for later that same day. I mean, this is the busiest 24 hours I think I've ever seen. He organizes a conference call, 12 people on the call, Dr. Fauci and 11 virologists from around the world. Virologists who've gotten millions of American tax dollars over the past several years. Now look at this list. Here's the list of people. There's only two Americans on the list, Tony Fauci and one other. Most of them are from around the world, as I said. I think the first thing you notice is who's not on the call. Who's not on the list? Is Dr. Cadlick on the list? The guy he sent the email to at 3 in the morning? Is Dr. Redfield the head of CDC? Dr. Girard, who's with us today, Assistant Secretary at HHS at the time? Dr. Burks, the lady who's soon to be COVID response coordinator? In fact, there's no one from the government on the call except Tony Fauci. Tony Fauci and 11 other individuals who got a bunch of American tax dollars over the years. What happened on the conference call? The short answer is we don't know. We don't know what they talked about. I, mean, I, got a, I think we've got a good idea. We don't know for sure. But we do know what happened four days later. Four days later, February 4th, 2020, Christian Anderson, the guy who started it all, who said the virus looks engineered, Christian Anderson said this four days later. The crack, the quote, the crackpot theories going around at the moment relate to this virus being somehow engineered. That is demonstrably false, close quote. What? In four days, this guy went from this looks engineered to now that's demonstrably false. Four days he went from this isn't consistent with evolutionary theory. Now we know it's totally evolutionary. What do you guys think took place in that four days? I speculated. All the money. Exactly. What do you think Christian Anderson got? Oh, grants. No, Christian Anderson got a promotion in the CDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a promotion two months later. Yep, sure did. Found that out. Because I went and looked. I did the research because it's not hard to find out when a fucking government employee gets promoted. Because they put it out everywhere. Especially when you get promoted from a GS-14, step level 14, to an SES-1. That's pretty much big news. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So just throwing it out there. Hmm. If in case somebody else hasn't done their homework yet. Yeah. I went and did the homework on this guy. He got promoted. Why? Why did he get, because he did that. Changed his mind. Changed his that's mind. It. Four days, yep. four days. Four and days. that's why 500 and was, it was 585,323 Americans at that point that had been killed by COVID-19. Um, I put all at the feet of Anthony Fauci because of this. Yep. Because in four days, this little faggot changed his mind. Just throwing it out there, folks. <sighs> keep, keep listening because he's got my tenor. I like it. But it gets even better. It gets even better. Mr. Anderson and three of the other people on this call write an article a few weeks later that says COVID is not a laboratory construct. And while they're writing that article, there's an email from March 6th where Mr. Anderson offers to let Dr. Fauci edit the article before it's published. And here's the kick. I showed you that article and I showed you the email because I only had an edited copy of the article because I couldn't find the complete article online after Dr. Anthony Fauci edited it as if he knew his emails were going to come out and he could somehow make that article disappear. Interesting, huh? Weird. Here's the kicker. When the article is published, Dr. Fauci 
cites it at a White House press conference when he is asked by a reporter about the origin of the virus. Cites the very article he put in motion on the conference call and he was allowed to edit. Now, got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many days transpired from this point to the time that he cited that article? Hmm. How many hours? Just give me a guess. From the time it came out? Yes. 48. At the White House, where he's supposed to be giving the American people the truth, he references an article that he manufactured. Now, maybe I'm wrong about Not more than 24 hours earlier. Mind you, he doesn't say that, but what he starts out this whole thing by saying, which if you didn't listen to the whole thing, he starts out by saying this is Dr. Anthony Fauci's first 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And, and that was literally the first 24 hours that I went through. A matter of fact, I had erased my whiteboard four times because the first 24 hours were the most important because in 24 hours, he had changed everybody's mind. Yep. Everybody. Well, it was four days for Christian Anderson. So, so that was four days there until the change of that. And then that dropped. And then I want to say a day or two later, he cited the article. So, yeah. This is 20. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. All this. Maybe it didn't work out this way. I think I'm right. Maybe it didn't work out this way. But it would have been nice, Mr. Chairman, if Dr. Fauci would come today and answer our questions. He could have come here and defend himself, but he didn't have the courage to do it. And you know else who wouldn't come? Remember that email about the P3 framework? We invited Dr. Hassel to come too. He's the individual who chairs that oversight board. We invited him to come today too, and he wouldn't come. They, they, I, I'm convinced these guys knew right from the get-go what the truth was, and they misled the American people. Oh, here's the other thing. You know that conference call? That conference call? We got the emails regarding the conference call from February 2nd. All these guys, all these guys were emailing back and forth. They were on that conference call. Here's what we got on the FOIA request. Here's all their emails. Every single thing is redacted. Every single thing is redacted about what took place in that conference call because I'm convinced it was at that conference call where they said, we gotta cover our tracks. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But Dr. Fauci could have been sitting right there and answering our questions and he wouldn't come today. I yield back. Because he's scared. Jim Jordan, two years ago, I I hate to be an echo. Two years ago. Two years ago. We dropped this episode exactly. I had already figured all of that out because I went through all the emails. I read all the emails. I saw all the crazy shit that was going on the first 24 hours that the pandemic started. Part of the reason that we initially started calling it a pandemic because we said this has all been planned out. This is not the first time that they thought about this. They've done this before. Tuskegee. You know, a lot of black people are just waking up to that. AIDS. AIDS. Holy shit. AZT. That was like really the test bed for this. COVID was just phase three of that operation. That's it. Orchestrated by the same person. AIDS and COVID. Weird how Dr. Anthony Fauci was involved in both. Mm-hmm. Weird. Just, just what are the chances? You know, I got a chance for one day, my, you know, if I blow my load, I might get it two feet away from my body. But those chances have come and gone. 
literally. Mm. Do you get the joke? Yes. All right, good. I was making sure it didn't fall in deaf ears. I, I like it. I like it though. Jim Jordan, he, he, he did a better job. He probably has more staffers compounding the information. Mm -hmm. I had a whiteboard and three hours to try and stuff eight hours worth of information in a mm -hmm. three hour clip, but that was actually done very well. It was. I, I cannot disagree with the information or the background on the, the work he did. Mm -hmm. That's some good homework, dude. Good job. Hey, you got some good staffers working for you. They ain't dumb. They picked up on the same shit I read. And I was sitting there going, wait a minute. You sent this at what time? Because that's what I said. When you look at everything linearly, and I know linearly is not a word. <laughs> add it to the dictionary. But add it to the dictionary. If you look at it on a linear time scale, and you start laying out shit. It's weird. Everybody gets angry with me because I don't like to text. There's a reason I don't like to text. Text, texts show culpability. Think about what culpability means and add that to your own dictionary. And then add that to why I don't text. I don't like texting. Mm -hmm. I don't like it at all. It was a written record of your intentions. I prefer to call you. Yep. I would actually prefer that. Yeah, you could record the phone call. It's it a takes lot. the NSA five minutes longer to find the phone call than it does the text message. And not only that, it takes them another 30 seconds to, because they got it legally give 30 seconds mm -hmm. before they can start recording. So I know that. So there you go. I, I'm just saying. I prefer a phone call. Most of the time I can get through a phone call in 30 seconds being done. And I'll be off the phone, hung up with you. Be like, yep, good. Just saying, think about it. Use, use your own head. Use your own common sense. If I do it, maybe it's something you might want to think about doing yourself. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, here we are now. From three different sources. One from Colombia by Pantazatos and Seligman. In 2021 alone, based on U.S. Census data, vaccine administration data, 178,000 Americans died due to the vaccine. 2021 alone, that's one estimate. The next one is by Skidmore and colleagues, Michigan State University, using social sciences data of people who knew others who died of the vaccine. His number came in for 2021 at 278,000 Americans. At the time of December of 2021, the CDC told America 9,000 Americans had died of the COVID-19 vaccine. The CDC, now that's what they had reported to them. Remember, if we don't have the vaccine card and we don't have the lot numbers and we don't have all the details, because when we enter Tavares, doctors enter Tavares, by the way, 86% of the time is a doctor, a coroner, or healthcare professional. If we don't have all the information, we can't make the entry because we have to put our name on the line on a Tavares report. But 9,000 deaths, the vast majority occurred on the day they took the shot or a few days afterwards, times the standard underreporting factor that's in the FDA record by David Wiseman, and this is a conservative number, underreporting factor of 30. In the peer-reviewed published literature right now, there's underreporting factors of 35 and 40, but let's take 30. And we're at 9,000 deaths. It's three times nine, it's 270,000 for 2021, 270. So if we've lost a quarter million Americans in 2021 
and a similar number in 2022 due to the vaccine. Now we're up to 500,000 Americans lost. And now Josh Sterling, who under oath in the, text, in the uh, United States Senate, using U.S. overall all-cause mortality data and U.K. all-cause mortality data, he's estimating the vaccine is responsible for 600,000 lives lost. This is more than the Civil War. This is a modern-day American tragedy that's happening. People are being pitted with losing their job and losing their livelihood. 600,000. 600,000. Think about that. And that's just so far. Or losing their life with a vaccine. And no one's apologizing for it. Fuck the apology. No, 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 no. We don't want apologies. We want nooses. We want people swinging from yard arms. We want accountability. We don't want apologies. Fuck your apology. Bear, get out from under the table. Come here. It's doggy dinner time. Late shows, they always uh, come on in. We don't want apologies. We want accountability. 600,000 Americans dead from the shots. Think about that. Yeah, it's more than the Civil War. And when we come into the uncivil war, think about this too. Every single service member, every single soldier has been jabbed multiple times. And most veterans as well. And firefighters and cops and doctors and nurses. And when do you think they're going to start dying? Probably about this time the uncivil war starts. Exactly. Why is that? Because they're going to press a button and all of a sudden they're going to... Planned. Good night. That's it. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, I got a phone call today from a buddy. Unexpected, too. Hmm, I didn't think you were going to talk about that. Yeah, I'm actually going to do it. Because okay. you know what? We, Fuck it. We don't keep anything back. And I'm honest about everything, so it's there's nothing unhonest here. Um, Hold on. Good. Been awake forever. We're going to need you. You specifically. And the ones like you. Because uh, when we are in this uncivil war, we're going to need people with emergency medical trauma knowledge Basic that aren't going to drop dead. To, uh, be able to keep us alive. Yep. Good. Good. Horse. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Yeah. But look, get a friend. And uh, reached out to me today. Now, <clears throat> this phone call could have gone a couple of different ways. It was weird. This friend, I specifically never told them specific people because they're like um, what I like to call alert signs or warning bells. Um, like the ones that are really close, like, you know, your five meter targets, so to speak. Mm -hmm. This is a five meter target. This uh, individual reached out to me and uh, told me today that, um, hey, you're the Patriot Party podcast. Yeah. And I said, yeah. 
and this individual happens to work for a three-letter agency in which we're discussing now and um <clears throat> one of those alphabet ones one of the ones and uh said uh yeah so wow it's like i didn't know that was you that's so cool blah 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 and it sounded really cheesy at first you know kind of like i'm trying to find a reason why i called you type thing and uh i was like okay and she was listening to the whole phone call. Yep. So she can tell you right now, like literally that's how this call was initially started going. And then uh, we started talking about some other stuff. I started asking him some questions on the other side and he shared a little bit of information, not much, but uh, it was funny. And uh, I thought it was an odd phone call. And I looked at her and I told her that could be one of two things because of my warning bells that i put up that's either we made a list somewhere up in dc and now somebody's paying attention to what we're saying because now they want to do something about us or he's legitimately a patriot because he very well could be because he's actually one of those dudes out there that i would expect to be a patriot 100 he'd be one of the few that i'd be like without a shadow of a doubt that guy's a fucking patriot um and he could just be really proud that we're doing something about it instead of sitting on our fucking asses with our fucking thumbs stuffed up on without trying to educate America. Hey, look, you know, one of Justin's big things he always told me, he said, look, you're not alone. You're all not alone. We all feel the same way here. There's nothing wrong with feeling this way. There's nothing wrong to be fucking pissed off right now. There is nothing wrong to want to say fuck the government right now. There is nothing wrong with that. That is patriotic. You are throwing off a form of government that has included such tyranny that we have seen before. Where did I, I, I didn't come up with that on my own. No, I stole that from the Declaration of Independence. It's your duty. It's not only your right, but it's your duty to stand up and throw off such a form of government. Need I say any more? When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. What are we seeing right now? There is no other way to explain this. This is straight up fucking tyranny. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you leftist fucking simpletons think. This is fucking tyranny. Hey, hippies, you fucking stupid sons of bitches. Back in the day, you guys were badass. You stood up against all this shit. You said, I'm not taking your jabs. I'm not doing this. I'm going to hug trees. I'm not shaving my cooch. I'm going to fucking keep Harry Pitts. Great. Where are you now? Now you're saying, go get your fucking jab or I'll kill you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Where did your hippie mentality go to? It ain't here anymore. Because I got to tell you, the new hippies, we believe in all of our individual rights. You want to go get a jab? Go get a jab. You want to jab your family up? Go for it. If you're that fucking stupid, go do it. We're about our individual rights. 
I don't have to do the same shit you do. If you all jump off the goddamn London Bridge, do I have to do it? No. That's the point of freedom. I can say, fuck you, no, I'm not doing that. I mean. And walk the fuck away. They don't really have freedom in England, so maybe if you were jumping off the London Bridge, you might have to do it. It's happened. Z, not so much. All right, GW. Okay. G-dubs, because that'll kill you. Yeah, it's true. Let's jump from the top of the G-dubs. Second deck. Second deck, bitches. We're not being gay. We're going second (laughs) deck down. All right? So go big or go home. But the point still remains the same. 600,000. Remember, 15%, not even. 6% control the 94% of us. Remember that. All we have to do is pick our big fucking foot up. It's all we got to do. All we have to do for one second is say, you know what? I agree. The shit with the kids is way the fuck overdone. Yeah, we're too. it's too far. This is going way too far. All, we don't even have to agree on the politics. Stop with the Trump shit. Stop with the Biden shit. All we have to agree on is that our kids should not be subverted to sexually explicit material while they're at school. And without mom and dad present. They also shouldn't be forced to be jabbed with something that's going to sterilize them. That too. Or kill them. I think we could all agree on that. I don't see why that would be an argument. I don't see why you and I cannot agree on that one fact. I don't want to bring politics into it. I'm just saying, I don't see why we can't agree on that. Mm -hmm. If we can find common ground in just that one point, looking at it from the kids, the kids was always the start of this. Mm -hmm. Started with Pizzagate, it's gone on to everything else. It's always been about the children. If they're fucking killing kids, we have to stop that because if we don't, what are we doing to our next two, three, four generations down the road? What are we doing to our own? We might not have four generations down the road. There's yeah, there's damn well a possibility of that. Yeah. Look at what these retards are doing to us now. Yep. I mean, you can't deny it. You can't look at this world and still tell me, oh, Hillary Clinton's still real. She's honest. Bullshit. She was the one that started all of this bullshit. Period. True. You're absolutely right, Lindsay. Lindsay said you can't find common ground with people who can't think at a rational level. It's true. However, Children is something I think is so common that we can all wrap our kids, defenseless kids, kids that can't even stick up for themselves. They can't even fight for themselves. They don't know how to shoot a gun. I never expect a three-year-old to know how to fucking pull a trigger, nor would I want a three-year-old to know how to pull a trigger. They can't defend themselves. Who's going to do it? You? Are you going to stand up and grab a weapon and fucking protect kids? You know, we talk about all this bullshit about fentanyl and everything. Yeah, it's great. We stopped some keys coming across the border. Let me give the applause you really need. But how many fucking kids were transported across the border last year? How many kids were transported just in the last six months alone? 
How many kids have been transported across our border since Joe Biden's been in charge? How many people can answer that in this question honestly? Zero. You want to know why? Because even our government doesn't know. And why is that? Because the kids are coming in this country. They're being transported to the East Coast of the United States. They're being immediately shipped off to Romania. They're ending up in Ukraine and they're being sold on the black market to fucking child pedophiles everywhere. That's the route. That's the route they take. They come in from everywhere else in the world. They get funneled up through Mexico and they get shot out the East Coast of the U.S. How do I know that? Can't tell you that, but I'll just let you know that it's out there. It exists. All you got to do is do a little bit of research. You'll find it yourself. Because if I start talking about open source shit, I'm going to yell that and somebody's going to smack my Peter. I'm just saying, look around, read what people write. There's a reason they write it. They don't write it because it's bullshit. They know something. There's something there that you're not catching. There's a reason people like Josh Reed, Josh Reed told me a story. He's like, oh, you'll never believe it. I was like, I bet I will. And then when he told me the story, he's like, yep, I completely believe it. The kids that they found floating on yep. that barge. I said, I completely believe it. I said, I, I, this is something that has been kept under wraps for years. It's only seen the light of day now. This has been going on for hundreds of years. This is nothing new. Mm -mm. This is something that is demonic. It's disgusting. It's whatever you want to call it. It would be, you know what? I used to look at this as like an FBI's, FBI agent's dream assignment. Like if you could crack this case, that would solidify you to be basically president of our country. Hmm. Because if you could crack this case, you just put a whole lot of people a whole lot of fucktards in jail for a very long time. And let me tell you something. We're all going to enjoy it because we know our kids are going to be safe again. Think about it. When was the time that we stopped when kids stopped staying outside until the streetlights came on? What year was that about? Anybody remember? I can tell you. Hmm. 1989. How do I know that? First episode of America's Most Wanted aired. First episode of America's Most Wanted aired, and at the end of that episode that night, John Walsh said the most profound thing that anybody had ever heard. It was uh, June 1st, 1989. John Walsh said, do you know where your kids are? Yeah, but we were still playing outside until the streetlights came on after no, no, that no. point. I know that. That started the whole thing. It's, 10, it's, it's 10 p.m. Do you it, know where your children are? It started that whole <clears throat> thought process like, Oh, wait, maybe we should actually, maybe we have children. Yeah. Maybe we should care. Should we check? You know, we should check our on our parents, kids. Our parents were said, cause like people ask me today, wait a minute, you leave your youngest son with your oldest son. Yeah. We have, dude, when our older son turned 12 said, yeah, I'm, on his birthday, I was like, <gasps> your baby, you, you know, bitch. you know what? You're 12 years old. You know what that means? Welcome you to know the what that bitch. gets to that. You know what you get to do? And he got all excited. He's like, what? I said, you get to legally babysit your little brother. Yeah. That stopped being all exciting. Yeah. Real quick, fast and hurry. Yeah. Especially when he figured out he had to fucking change diapers. He was like, he did not have to that. change diapers at 12. Yeah. It was seven. Yeah, true. And besides that, Liam potty trained himself before he could even fucking walk. That's true. So, yeah, your brother, yeah, he never had to change diapers. Please. Yeah, he did. No, there were a couple times he had to. I made him. Well, okay, but whatever. 
Not when he was by himself. Just to be an asshole. And that's fine. Anyhow. You do that. Oh, all right. Go go on to the, the Joe Rogan clip because he's, you know, waking up every day. More and more. Mm-hmm. A lot of the cases of polio that we talk about from back in the day. Mm-hmm. DDT was in widespread use back then, widespread use as a uh, pesticide. And they were using DDT to kill bugs that they thought carried diseases. But the problem is DDT exposure is insanely toxic. Now we know that. Now DDT, they don't use it anymore in America. Yeah. But they still use it in other countries where polio-like symptoms are very prevalent. Mm. One of the side effects, one of the effects of DDT poisoning is polio-like symptoms. I think it's called um, encephal- encephalopathy. See what that is. DDT side effects. We didn't have a lot of polio, I don't think, in our area. Well, polio was something that was going on in the early part of the 20th century. Mm. You know, and it's widely credited that the polio vaccine is what stopped that. I used to wholesale believe that until this pandemic. And now I question everything. Now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is, whether it's smallpox or polio. I, I have a feeling that there's a lot more to the story than what the general narrative is that we've been given. They said vaccines are this amazing cure. I think there's a lot of other factors. And I think one of the other factors was hygiene. And it's, the book is called Dissolving Illusions. And it's all about the uh, origins of vaccines and w- what vaccines have done to you know stop pe- disease spread and what the negative side effects have been and it's just like there's a lot of negative side effects man and th- to pretend that it's safe and effective mm-hmm. like when you're administering things to millions if not hundreds of millions of people like you, there's going to be some problems and they don't want to advertise those problems and they, yeah they, they don't want to make those problems publicly known oh yeah there's they side effects them. yeah you can't fucking can't whisper you can't see far there's all kind of fucking side effects dude we had a guy who broke into uh walgreens and did like seven uh, um he was addicted to the fucking covid vaccine he did like seven inoculations i got a lady in my neighborhood that keeps getting boosted her doctor told her to stop getting boosted Addicted. Addicted to the COVID vaccines. We got that one coming. Uh, right? Did you have that on your uh, 2023 uh, death roster? I mean. I mean, that wasn't on mine. But um, I will say about polio, and Janet speaks about polio a lot, or has spoken with us about polio. Um, as with most. Doctors like. Widespread diseases. I, fuck if I know. Um, like polio and cholera and. Um, diphtheria and things like that. You know when they went away? Not before vaccines. No, when we started cleaning ourselves. Correct. Sanitation. Yep. When they started providing adequate sanitation in the cities, yep. specifically. Because that's where it was all, all centrally diseases located. went away. Especially in like, if you if you go back to uh, the revolution time, um, even the revolution time, the big cities and revolution, mm-hmm. big, big outbreaks of cholera, diphtheria, because city sewers and shit like that had not have been adapted to that many people living in that small of an area. So when people spread out, it was really good for the cities because the congestion cut down the polio, the diphtheria and everything else cut down, but it didn't take long for it to uptick 
as more and more Americans came to this country. And now every case of polio is all vaccine induced. Hmm. Go figure. Every case and, of polio oh, for yeah. like the last 10 years. Polio is still a real thing too, oh, yeah. by the way. Bye, Tammy. Have a great night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, polio is still a real thing. You get treated for it if you can go to the hospital. Oh, you know what they call it now? Colleen Barr syndrome. Mm. Sure. They just rebranded it. They renamed it. That's all. Yep. It's, it's like the Democrat Party. Yep. Eh, we're just going to yep. change it around for a yep. night. The tetanus vaccine every 10 years. And just to shorten this for, for a time's sake is that I ended up finding out, asking all of my attending physicians, infectious disease experts, we found out that you know, the reason that they told us back then to take it was that when you are walking out in the yard, you have a rusty nail in your foot, the bacteria called tetanus gets in there. And then within minutes to hours, not days or weeks, you could spasm so terribly that you would suffocate to death and, and, and fall on the floor and die. Like within minutes mm -hmm. to hours, which I've never heard of anyone dying that way. So come to find out that is a lie. No one has died that way. Nobody in the entire world in the history, I heard of our written history, right? Yeah. So why are they giving it out if that's a lie, right? So I was doing an observation on my rotations in Detroit, Michigan, when I was training, and I saw that they gave some people the um, a vaccine for tetanus and some not as a protocol. And the ones that were on uh, welfare did not get it, but the ones who private pay did, which didn't make sense. But I saw there's a huge difference in fertility, huge. The people who didn't get it were extremely fertile. The people who did had a lot of problems. I Googled it then, and sure enough, you can still find this if you Google it, that the World Health Organization and NIH have since 1972 been developing the tetanus vaccine as an abortion or sterilization vaccine. They've been putting the pregnancy hormone inside the tetanus vaccine in that vial, and so Every time you get it, it's a cumulative response. Your body will then see, if you're female, you'll see when you're getting pregnant, you have a higher and higher HCG level, right? Yep. Well, then your body will then learn to attack that. So it's going to attack an early pregnancy. So then you wouldn't even know you got pregnant in the first place. So they have absolutely used this in Latino countries, Africa, and India. I absolutely believe they were using it here in the U.S., although they deny Although you look on the World Health Organization websites, oh, they've had tons of vaccines they've been developing, they've been testing out, they've been utilizing on us for decades and lying to the doctors, lying to the other people. So my point is, these are the organizations standing behind the COVID shot, right? Yes, she said, no one has ever died from tetanus, from the, from the tetanus disease. And she's correct. Mm -hmm. People have died from iron oxide poisoning. They or call it locked off. Aluminum oxide poisoning, mm -hmm. which is you, where you lock up in your joints. But no one's ever died from tetanus. No, that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. No one has ever died from it, yet you have to go get a tetanus shot every time you step on a piece of metal. Not me. I don't. I have never. I've. I think I've stepped on metal plenty of times trust me i literally had a rusty nail go all the way through my my pillow slides yesterday and into my foot not very far but a, a little bit enough where it was bleeding and you know what i did i let it bleed 
You know why? Because that's the best way to clear any bacteria and Stop. whatnot out Stop. of your Next foot. Next thing you know, you're and then I, telling us to bloodlet. And then I cleaned it and I put hydrogen peroxide on it and I, I let it be. Yeah. But I let it bleed for a minute or two initially with a, a small puncture like that, especially if it's a rusty nail. And I know this because I'm allergic to tetanus. I've been allergic to the tetanus vaccine my entire life. I've never had one. Hey, get so this. they always told me if you get if you if you get punctured or this is what you do. I'm like, well, why don't you just tell everyone this? I, I've been shot. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've had lead in my body. Okay. Mm -hmm. Get this. Because it was a through and through, you know what they did? Oh, you don't need tetanus. Mm -hmm. It was a through and through. It's not in your body anymore. Yeah. Okay, but it hit my blood. It doesn't matter. It's a through and through. I'm dead serious. In the doctor's office, they were like, yeah, you don't need tetanus because it was a through and through. Oh, that means because it touched my bloodstream, it did nothing to me, which means the tetanus shit is bullshit. It's been bullshit since day one. Which first off, if it's a vaccine, how come you have to have it every 10 years? Because it should provide long-term immunity. Secondly, they say after you step on a piece of rusty metal, you should go get a tetanus vaccine. Why do you need it ahead of time? Or why do you need to get the vaccine ahead of time if you need to go get shots afterwards? And why is it six shots? In that's weird. And how come? Why is it six shots in your stomach? I mean, every vaccine is like you. You don't. You don't get it right after you get something that defeats the purpose. I mean, it just literally doesn't make any sense. It would make a lot more sense to go in and, you know, get a good shot of Cipro in your ass. 90% of the time, because it's a massive bacteria. dose of yeah. antibacterial. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so I, I've never, I've never had a tetanus shot. I, I think I had one when I was a kid and that was it. I don't think I've ever had one ever since. And that was, they gave it to me in the abdominal. It was an abdominal shot. I remember that. Um, so Leo, uh, Leo's talking about, so that's Dr. Carrie Majay, in case yeah. you guys don't know. And um, she was in a plane crash uh, last year. Um, it no, was, she, she didn't die. No, it was a private plane. Um, her boyfriend was flying and you probably wouldn't, um, I don't know that you'd really see, a, well, I don't know if they'd find a, a record of the crash. We did hear about it immediately after it happened because it happened here we in have, Georgia. Yeah, we have friends yeah. that were. Um, so it it definitely happened. Um, we know for a fact it happened. It's not that she. Yeah. Uh, and it no, wasn't, it wasn't at the airport. They left from the airport and they went about a mile. They made it about a And uh, uh, it was more like, more than that. It was, it was more like an emergency like landing yeah. than a crash, but it was a really hard one. And she broke a bunch of bones. Um, but she went on uh, five docks while she was recovering. Yeah. So she was all fucked up. We saw her on the, uh, she was in like cast yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. We saw her on the five docks. Yep. So, yep. So, um anyway moving right along yeah we have where one, am i going we've got 15 minutes left i think we're still in COVID here obviously since we started with jim jordan so uh where uh, vigilant fox about. embarrassing safe and effective right. narrative there you go more bullshit mm -hmm. yeah just remember about go. a month ago there was a conference held for staff members of the cdc over at a hotel in atlanta georgia it was called the 2023 Annual Epidemic Intelligence Service Conference. 80% of the attendees wound up filling out the survey, which is about 1,440 attendees. 
And among the respondents, it was found that 181 of them tested positive for COVID. When you do the math, that's about a 12% positive rate. Every single person who reported testing positive was vaccinated. Every single individual who wound up contracting COVID at this particular event had already received the vaccine. In fact, according to a CDC spokesperson, quote, nearly all respondents, 99.4% to the survey, had received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. And there were very few unvaccinated attendees in general. Out there. That's, that's, that's bad. That means uh, all the people that are vaccinated, there's still getting COVID. More and more likely to get it. Wow. Yeah. That's, hmm, I'm sorry. And that was just last week. <laughs> yeah. Last week. That was last no, week. No, no, no. That wasn't like eight weeks. No, no, no. no. That was, that was that last was week. literally last week. Yeah. So everybody last week that went to this conference for the CDC, mm-hmm. apparently they were spreading COVID like motherfucker. Yeah. Just saying. If you Man. invite them into your house, be careful. You carry along with that that circumstance that you bring with you. Just I and I don't want you to treat anybody differently, but keep that in the back of your mind because that's got to be in the back of our mind right now. I'm sorry, you guys are the smart ones. Dude. You all are the smart ones. You're the ones that said "fuck you." I'm not getting the vaccine. My family's coming to town this weekend. Thirty of them. It's a rough one. Every single one of them except my mother has been jabbed. My mother lives here. How do you think that conversation is going to <laughs> It's going to be interesting. Dinner? It's going to oh. be an interesting conversation I'm going to have with anybody that talks with me. Oh, no. Except for, well, MC might be okay. I mean, me and MC will be able to talk. And I mean, me and your aunt will be able to talk. But outside of that, anybody well, else is going to be an interesting conversation. Well, it's funny because my my other aunt up in Atlanta, um, She's uh, she's come to our side. She's no, come, I know. Come oh, realize no, I know. She's I like, oh, she's she is a here. hardcore patriot. Of course, she's gonna be here. She's she's Martha's best friend know, her know. entire life. I know. Please and the closest. Um, yeah, but every single one of them is jabbed, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. So, cousins and family. I haven't aunts and uncles. I haven't seen since pre-COVID. Yeah, actually, no. I I did see them. No, because I saw them all at at uh. Joni, yeah. Well, no, um, no, at Kevin's funeral. True. They were almost all, all of them were at Kevin's funeral, and that was right when the jab was coming out. And that's when I wasn't there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't seen them in Mm-mm. ten years. Some of them. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be like a fart in church, folks. Oh. Yeah. It's a blast. Not. Okay. <laughs> I want to call. Probably the person I called most was the Secretary of Health and Human Services in Massachusetts. She worked for a Republican governor just to, um, but you know, when she was like, are you, are you gonna let them have professional um, uh, football? And I was really like, nope. And she's like, okay, neither are we, neither are we. Uh, So, so, uh, you know, it was like conversations like that. So, or or I'd be like, so when are you gonna think about lightening up a mess? They were like, she were like, next Monday. I'm like, okay, next Monday. (laughs) Oh, you want to know who that is? That's the new director of the CDC. Let that sink in for one minute. Just let it sink in. Stop. Don't, don't type. Stop typing. I know there's a homo out there right now typing on his keyboard. Stop. 
Think about it. <sighs> Think about what you're about to say. This is important. That's the next director of the CDC. No, currently she's she's oh, she's oh, in she's there now. The current director. Yeah, 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 because Walensky's out. She's the new director. She's the one that Biden put up, hired as the new director. So yeah, I hear you about the shedding. Actually, my my um my cousin that I've got to go pick up from the airport on Sunday morning early hasn't really spoken to me in like a year and a half. Um because since we were at his house. Well, no, after that, yeah. Uh because his dog died. Um his shepherd died and from a very rare blood disease that it contracted about a month after he got his jabs. And I was like, dude, you shed it on your dog and you killed her. Probably killed your dog. That didn't go over very well. He loved that dog. I love that dog. I was really mad. But yeah. Yeah. Cause the shedding can affect your animals too. Affect everything. Yeah. Affect your livestock. If you got livestock, yeah. if you don't have livestock, it affect your whole life. And she wasn't that old. She was like a five-year-old German yeah. shepherd. She wasn't like. She was a purebred, ancient. absolutely beautiful. No. Um, and no signs of any of the normal diseases that shepherds have. Yeah. So. so. Just saying. Yeah. So anyhow, um, it's it will be a fun family reunion. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this, by the way, folks. Sunday will be an epic show. Trust me. Sunday, I'm going to get a chance to. We're not doing a show on Sunday. That's the actual party from one to five. Fuck. Yeah, that's the birthday party. That's why everyone's coming from one to five. That's why everybody's coming. That's the, that's that's the one. Go past that one down to the next one. No, that's the already, official teaser. Yeah, we've already, we played, already that. played that. Yeah. Um, I am going to do a Freedom Garden tomorrow. Hopefully my eye is better uh it'll probably it'll be a short one because we already did this my mother's we're also throwing a party okay we're good yep um but uh so i will be on for freedom gardens tomorrow at two probably just be an hour we'll just do uh garden update maybe a couple more mushroom videos we'll see but um well you moved on the mushroom videos huh huh you already moved on the mushroom videos huh i traditional mushrooms okay um we're, we're say we haven't built ours no no we're talking you no know, and that's kind of why we're we're doing it because i like to learn about things before we go and build the mushroom gardens I and whatnot so just talk to the neighbor down the road so yeah you got to stand by a little bit on the wood i got the wood coming cool there's possibly i'm gonna get a full cord here sweet which would be nice not can, split big no hole, no big hole wood. whole whole, logs. whole wood. yeah so so we can build the mushroom yeah. garden well excellent not, well not only for that but we'll have burning wood too mm -hmm. because i'll be able to split it and yeah excellent so um because we have a lot of wood on our property but it would require us like hauling it and you know cutting it cutting down, down and trees and somebody's already clearing a plot for another house so i was like hey right. can, we have can i wood? take yeah. some of this wood off your hands yeah sweet so excellent we're checking out so yeah so i'll be on tomorrow at 2 p.m for freedom gardens um with a garden update um we will not be on on sunday because we have my family reunion uh and then we'll be back the two of us on monday that is correct yes so so till then yeah uh monday morning 905 you can check out liana wilbur over on pill.net and rumble at the Leanne and Wilbert TNA variety show. Lindsay, you know, you're always welcome. And, uh, it'll be a blast. So go check it out. Uh, that'll be Monday morning at nine Oh five. And, uh, you can check us out at, uh, five 45 uh, on 
Monday, Monday. and uh, we'll be back then. And uh, the actual show starts, the music starts at 5.45. The show starts at 6 p.m. For those of you who haven't been listening since the beginning, um, we do 15 minutes of music in the beginning just to get everybody in the mood, get you in the, the door and take a seat, relax, and enjoy yourself a little bit, enjoy some tunes and kind of relax before we get into all the bullshit. You got it. Because we hate just jumping into the bullshit. Mm -hmm. So we always try to listen. Some music keeps us going. Either way, for the Mick. And me, Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. We'll see you back here Monday night, uh, 5.45. She'll see you back tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. afternoon 2 p.m. 2 p.m. for um, Freedom Gardens. Freedom Gardens. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see you back here uh, Monday, Monday night at 5.45. Okay. Till then, for the Mick. And me, Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. Thanks for watching, y'all. Later.